get ready. Hello there, everyone, and welcome to episode 31 of the Play to Win podcast. My name is Kier, and I'm, of course, joined by my awesome co-host, Tyler. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. I got a nice haircut this week. Was much needed. Uh, you know, busy week, busy week, but we made it through. Saw a nice movie yesterday with my girlfriend. Uh, Last Night in Soho. If you have not seen it, go see it. It's a really good movie. Um, Edgar Wright directed it. Don't... If you go and watch a trailer, watch the very first teaser trailer for this movie. Do not watch the second trailer because the second trailer, it doesn't spoil stuff, but it gives away a lot of the plot. And the teaser trailer just gives you an idea of what the movie's about and leaves the rest of the mystery to you. That is what I did. Definitely do that. So go watch that movie. Good movie. Nice. Uh, I've I've had a very busy week, but uh, most of the stuff that's happened this week has been pretty awesome. Uh, most notably, my new Ethernet cable. Yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm really jealous of you for that. You show me your stuff, you told me the things, and I'm just like, man, I hate it. Yeah, well, I don't. I don't hate that you have it. I hate that I don't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I downloaded Forza Horizon Five, which is 103 gig on Series X, in just over half an hour. So that's nice. It's beautiful. That's yeah. so beautiful. Lucky you. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm very, very happy with it. But this is the Play to Win podcast, the show where we break down the week's biggest gaming news to in-depth discussion. As always, you can find timestamps down in the description if you want to hop around in the episode to find a specific uh, topic that we talk about. Uh, you can also head over to our website, playtowingames.wordpress.com, where you will find all of our content. Uh, most recent video that went up before this is last week's episode, but before that was my f- top five Game Pass or another top five Game Pass games you can go and play right now on that service. Yep. Apologies for myself not having a video this week. Work just had to be super drained. So I just physically could not do it at all. And on top of that, the idea I had, I well, I had two ideas, um, but the idea that I was kind of going to go with, I was like, I might need to actually look a bit more into this. That way I'm not kind of like pulling information out of nowhere or p- possibly pulling information out of nowhere. So, you know, just wanted to make sure that I'm like speaking with authority in a sense. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you, you can expect a, a new video from Tyler next week, week after? I said this coming week. So okay. the week that this episode goes live, I'll do a different video. Cool. Uh, and if you want to be notified when that video goes live, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at play to win games where you will get updates on the show, new notifications when new videos go live. Uh, but if you want the fastest notification, then remember to subscribe here on YouTube and take the notification bell so you get instant notification when new videos go live. Uh-huh. Uh, I believe that's all of our housekeeping stuff out the way. So we are going to preview the topics for this episode, which are the Halo, Cam- Halo Infinite campaign re-reveal. Uh, we're going to recap the recent state of play, and we are going to talk about the Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack issues that have been developing so far. Before- and we also have a few Activision Blizzard things yes. just to yeah. run through as well. Just a few things at the top of all the news stories. Yes, I forgot to update that in the preview. Uh, it's all good. Before we get to any of that, we do have a few brief mentions to get through, so I'm going to rattle these off as quickly as I possibly can. Uh-huh. Uh, CD Projekt Red has delayed all new Cyberpunk 2077 updates into 2022. Uh, the November Games with Gold have been revealed, so you will be able to claim Moving Out from November 1st to the 30th, and Kingdom 2 Crowns November 16th to December 15th. 
Rocket Knight from November 1st to November 15th, and Lego Batman 2 DC Superheroes November 15th to the November 30th. Uh, also revealed with the November PlayStation Plus games, you can claim Knockout City, First Class Trouble, Kingdoms of, Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning, The Persistence on PSVR, The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, the standard edition on PSVR as well, and Until You Fall also on PSVR. Yes, don't sleep on Knockout City, guys. Um, I keep repping this game, keep <laughs> promoting it. Yo, this game is so much fun. It's gotten very sweaty. It's gotten super sweaty <laughs> since launch. The game was like the least sweaty in that first month. Since then, it has gotten very sweaty. Even still, it is a lot of fun. Don't sleep on this game. Uh, Amy Henning, whose work is most notably in the Uncharted series, if I'm correct. Yes, very yeah. notable for basically being, I think she's like creative director on the first three Uncharted games. And she was working on the fourth, but then she left Naughty Dog while the fourth was like still early in development. She's also worked on other games as well, but yeah. Uncharted, most notable. Yes, so she is working on a AAA Marvel game with no further details on that. Uh, Ubisoft have said Assassin's Creed Infinity will not be free to play. Uh, Meta. <laughs> Facebook's Facebook, new name. Uh, Meta has announced Project Cambria, the next Oculus headset. Uh, they've and, also, sorry, real quick, I just want to yeah. say, they've also like given a whole lot more details about it. Um, but we're just not getting into it in this episode. Like it's, it's possible it's going to have like augmented reality features too. It's going it's to have a, a whole lot of new stuff, but we're not yeah. getting into it in this episode. They have announced it. It's a thing. Yes. Uh, sticking with Oculus news, GTA San Andreas is coming exclusively to Quest 2. Uh, yes. Blew my mind when I read that, <laughs> but I'm so going to get that on my Quest 2 whenever it drops. 100% going to. Uh, sticking with Grand Theft Auto news, Dr. Dre is reportedly working on new music for Grand Theft Auto, which is cool. Uh-huh. Uh, PlayStation has started a new PlayStation PC lab for all of its games that it ports to PC. Uh, and Sony has also reported that they have sold 13.4 million PS5 units. So big congratulations to Sony. Yes. Oh, real quick. I just remembered. Um, we didn't put it in here because we forgot about it. But you know, Xbox hasn't released their official console sales numbers. Yes. But it's, uh, this week, some people did like information digging or whatever. I don't know how they figured it out. But it's estimated that Xbox has sold, I think, 8 million or 8 yeah. point some odd million Series X or Series S consoles or both. I think I'm not sure what it was specifically, but next gen Xbox somehow, some way has sold about, in some capacity, 8 point some odd million units. Yeah. Estimated. So good for them. Yeah. We forgot to drop that in here. Exactly. Good for Xbox as well. <clears throat> uh, Returnal has, has received a photo mode and suspend game option to temporarily save runs, which is awesome. That is very awesome. <laughs> uh, the Persona series composer Shoji Meguro, did I pronounce that yes. right? Yeah. Yes, you did. Uh, has left Atlas to focus on making games, but will still work with the company. Uh-huh. Uh, PAX South has been cancelled indefinitely due to COVID and lack of growth. And finally, Xbox is reportedly working on an exclusive Wu-Tang Clan action RPG. I, that's a series of words and names that I never would have thought I'd see in yep. conjunction with each other. Xbox exclusive Wu-Tang Clan action RPG. Yeah. What? <laughs> just like hearing like 50 cent game being made. <laughs> just like, wait, huh? What? Huh? It's a 50 cent third person shooter. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that that might be a thing that we see at some point in the future. 
no, that actually. Ha- oh, you what do you mean the Wu Tang thing or the Fifty Cent thing? The Wu Tang thing. Oh yeah, I was going to relate the Fifty Cent thing that happened. There are two of those. Yeah. Now we are going to move on to our main news topics. The first of which is uh, we have some Activision Blizzard company updates. So again, I don't want to spend a huge amount of time on these, so I will wrap them off as quickly as I can. Uh, BlizzCon BlizzCon Line. 2022 has been cancelled and future BlizzCon events are to be reimagined. Yep. Uh, Vicarious Visions is reportedly losing its name and will become Blizzard Albany, which I'm not a huge fan of. Not, uh, neither am I. Neither yeah. am I. Neither the employees at Vicarious Visions, so yep. no one's happy about this. Uh, Bobby Kotick released a letter promising a number of things, including uh, himself taking the minimum pay that the state of California allows, which is $62,500 a year, and will no longer receive bonuses. This will be in effect until the board has decided that the company's gender-related issues and goals have been solved and achieved. Uh, Blizzard will apparently implement a zero-tolerance harassment policy, which are whatever that means. Uh, Ooh, remo- do, well, the whatever that means, um, I, I meant to throw that in here. Uh, when you read the when you read the article, I was uh, that was about this, basically saying that uh, as soon as like a, a claim is made. They investigate it. Uh, the person is getting fired. There, there's not going to be any more written warnings. Like you are fired. When people get hired to the company, they sign their contracts. Uh, it's made clear that when you're fired over things like this, that you um, you give up your you give up the privilege or right or whatever it may be to get further compensation on to get future compensation. Okay. So I I don't believe the art the IGN article that I read about this um specified what exactly that means, but I imagine that might mean say a person's working on Overwatch two right now and they get fired, um for harassment or sexual discrimination yeah. whatever it may be. I assume that might mean that when the game comes out, whatever work they did on it, they're not getting paid for it. I'm assuming that's what it means, or like if they worked on the first Overwatch and I don't know how their contracts might be. Say like they worked on the first Overwatch which is already out and they have in the contract, they get royalties or some payment yeah. every so often because of after sales or microtransactions, whatever it may be. Um, they, they don't get that anymore because they got fired for this reason. I am assuming that is what that means. I don't remember if the article um, specified if that's exactly what it means. I'll see if I can go back to it right now. Um but yes, that that's what they mean when they say zero tolerance. They're saying, yeah, you are getting fired on the spot. Um, we're not, you know, we're not playing around yeah. with this anymore, anyway, uh, in any way, shape, or form. Um, actually, I just pulled it up right here. You mind if I read it? Yeah, go for it. All right. So uh, this is what Codex Letters um, says, and I'm reading this from this IGN article by Matt Perslow, where he kind of details everything. Um, Codex says it is a letter. Quote. In the past, when we discovered and substantiated harassment, we terminated some employees, provided verbal or written warnings or different disciplinary actions to others. In retrospect, to achieve our goals for workplace excellence, this approach is no longer adequate. We need tougher rules and consistent monitoring across the entire company to make sure reports are being handled correctly and discipline is appropriate and swift. Um, And then moving on a bit here... uh, he said, actually, no, I'm going to read what Matt here says. Matt here says, the policy dictates that any Activision Blizzard employee that is found via a new investiga- investigative process to have retaliated against anyone for making a compliance complaint will have their employment terminated immediately. Going back to the letter, Bobby says, quote, 
and many other instances of workplace misconduct, we will no longer rely on written warnings. Termination will be the outcome, including in most cases of harassment based on any legally protected category. Um, and then going back to Matt, he says here that the policy also states that further employment contracts will make it clear that termination for these reasons will result in the immediate forfeiture of future compensation. Codex stated that all reports of harassment and retaliation will be investigated and that the personnel who received the report will also be investigated to check if appropriate steps were taken. That is what they mean with it. That's their new zero okay. tolerance harassment policy. I I like that, actually. I, I, I think that's a good step forward. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah. Very good step. Uh, they are removing forced arbitration for sexual harassment and discrimination claims. Uh, they are increasing visibility on pay equity, and they are hiring 50% more women and non-binary employees and investing $250 million to accelerate opportunities for diverse talent, which, again, is a very good step, and I, I think a very good chunk of money to to throw at that. Um, mm-hmm. I do kind of disagree with even more so now the amount that they are using for the uh, payout or the, the claim, um, the $18 million. Um, yeah, I feel like they still could have done more with that. Just especially after reading this, but still, this not trying to take anything away from this mm-hmm. this investment because that's very very good. Right. Um, do you have any thoughts on this before we before I give my thoughts on it? My brief um, thoughts on it. I'll say. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like the overall kind of thing they're going for here. I thought I like they're, they're you know at least in some. To some semblance, removing the forced arbitration. Uh, I like that they are hiring 50% more women and non-binary employees and the $250 million. Um, I am a little bit um, skeptical about the Bobby Kotick taking the $62,500 a year and not taking bonuses. I think it's a very good idea. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I agree with it. But at the same time, I'm wondering if, you know, how much of how much of that is just for like public appearances instead of any like deep more i don't want to say deep rooted but kind of internal stuff you know mm-hmm. i you know here's the thing i kept seeing i saw a lot of people saying stuff similar to that just like oh man like i'm, I'm paraphrasing of course but it's yeah. like oh man like this doesn't matter to me or this is all for appearances this isn't genuine in in my opinion in my honest opinion of course i'm not a blizzard employee i'm not a woman at blizzard not a trans person at Blizzard, not a minority at Blizzard at all. So I'm just a random person online talking about this from the outside looking in. Um, but to me, it does not matter if this is genuine or not. It's the fact is that it's happening. Yeah. It's it's a thing that is happening that people people wanted him to either take a pay cut or step down or quit the company resign you know one of the three ideally options ideally all of the above (laughs) um but he is taking this pay cut and i don't know exactly what his pay was prior to this like his yearly salary was i imagine it was a giant chunk of change because bobby kodak is notoriously one of the richest people (laughs) in the gaming industry um but the fact that he is taking the minimum pay that the state of California will allow and will not receive bonuses until the board has decided that the company has fixed its culture surrounding these gender-related issues and like yeah. achieved their goals and their commitments and everything. 
that that still says something. That still says that, okay, even if he's only doing it for appearances, they are listening. That he he's reading the room and being like, okay, I I shouldn't, I can't keep doing this. I need to do this, if only to save face. Like it's still something that's being done, and something is better than nothing at the end of the day. So, like, I, I get people being cynical about it, but like being cynical in light of the good that can come from it or the good that is coming from it, I think is just like, I don't know if disingenuous is the right word, but I feel like it's a bit just like, all right, are we just being cynical about this because of who it is? It's just like, we're just, are we going to rag on this because, oh, it's Bobby Kotick? You can't do nothing right in my eyes. It's like, that's just how I see it. Yeah, and I'm I'm certainly not saying that, you know it, it's it's not going to do anything. It's not making any difference. I'm just expressing my thoughts when I initially saw it. Um, no, yeah, that's to- totally fine. Totally yeah. fine. Um, I do have a, a small update on something that you said. Bobby Kotick's salary. I'm reading from like just like a little snippet that Google has given me from a Polygon article, mm-hmm. uh, saying earlier this year, Kotick and the company agreed to have his base pay f- uh, for 2021 from 1.75 million to 875 thousand. But Kotick was also awarded nearly $150 million in stock, making his planned total compensation for the year $154.6 million. Uh, which is, you know, going from that to 62 and a half grand is, is a fair jump. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, that's why, that's why I feel like even if, like, again, I'm not trying to beat a dead horse here, repeat myself and everything, but even if it's, like, just to save face like that's yeah. a giant chunk of change that he is not making yeah. and i don't know if the no longer receiving bonuses is also includes like stock um stock pay and everything like that um if it does you know he's still making good money and everything yeah but regardless he's still not making that 870 something thousand or yeah. the one point some odd million he was making before the stock yeah so it's it's still, he's still like taking a, a significantly substantial amount of like money that he's losing. He's still taking a significant pay cut. So I, I like you, people might listen to me and be like, oh, you're Bobby Kodak shell. I'm not being a shell. I'm just looking at this like, hey, like it's, it's the good, this is a good thing that's happening. Let's not like rag on the guy for doing the right thing here, even if it's just to save face. Yeah. Um, give me two seconds. I'm doing some math. Okay. Um, aside from aside from that, though, while you do your math, aside from Bobby's pay cut and everything, I think that everything that Blizzard, <clears throat> that Activision and Blizzard are doing here and, and this promise that Bobby um, released everything, um, I think it's all good things. I think it's all the right thing to do. Um, they're all, you know, moving towards, I guess, like we say, slowly but surely improving the company and making things yeah. better over there for everyone that's there. And I know that I think a day or two later, or maybe the same day, um, Ubisoft's um, group, their their employee group that they have over there that's like trying to make that company better, they put out a statement saying, hey, we see everything happening at Activision. And although it might not be the exact same things that we're dealing with over here, there are similarities. And we are happy to see that it, things that what they're doing over there is working and that the results that they're getting are good results. And these are the kind of results that we want for us over here at Ubisoft. And we've yet to see that. So again, like we've said before, 
slow, slow, slowly but surely things will get better. It's going to take time. It's a process for these things to happen. Change will not happen overnight. No. As long as the employees continue to keep it up the fight, as long as we continue to support the employees, and as long as everyone keeps making their voices and opinions heard on this, things will get better over at Activision Blizzard and hopefully across the industry as a whole. I'm going to leave my thoughts on it at that. <laughs> Exactly. One one final thing I, I will mention just as like a pay thing. Uh, so he was going to be making $875,000 in 2021 as his salary before um, before like stock or before tax or anything. Um, that equates to $72,916 a month, again, before tax. Uh, and with this new pay, the $62,500, he is going from that $72,916 a month to $5,208 a month, which it just, again, is, it, I want to express to just kind of emphasize the amount of money he is losing. Yeah. It's yeah, a lot. He, yeah, basically taking an $810,000 pay cut. That's a lot of money right there. Yeah. Right but, thing to do. Oh, it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. N- not try to take away from that. But... <laughs> Uh, that's going to end our bag of some blizzard thoughts because again, I didn't want to, don't want to spend too much time on it, so we are going to move on. We are going to move on to the Halo Infinite campaign re-review on yes Tuesday Monday Monday yes Monday we they announced it on a Sunday night. It's just like y'all just announced this on a Sunday night at like eight p.m. <laughs> Who does that? Yeah, I, I think I woke up and I'm like, oh, sick, we're getting this today. Um, <laughs> It was so, weird. <laughs> so we got a six minute and 20 second overview of the camp of the campaign of Halo Infinite before we get gameplay into, specifically. Yes. Specifically, specifically the gameplay. Uh, before we get into anything, I just want to ask you, what are your top level thoughts on what was shown? Okay. I watched it twice the day it was released because I watched it once live on my phone at my desk at work. And I was like, okay, cool. Then I watched it again that night when I got back home except I was like half asleep watching it. I'm not yeah. going to lie. I, I put it on and I made it through, but just barely. Uh, I want to see it on my nice TV and everything. I was like, okay, cool. And then I had it watched again. So just before we recorded. And as of right now, I am more excited for it right now than I was when I first watched it, like those first two times. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at, I think it looks really good. I think it looks really good. Um, and there is some stuff I did wish we saw, but I'm, I'm liking what we did see. That, that kind of sums up mine as well. I, I'm, I am quite happy with what we saw. I am v- still very excited for the game. Uh, I thought we would have seen more than we did, but I'll, mm. I'll get into that a little bit later. Um, yeah, top top level. Th- I believe, like, if you go on my Twitter, you'll see like my initial reaction. I posted a clip of like Steve Harvey with a massive grin, or, or GIF, yeah. sorry, with Steve Harvey with a massive grin in his face, like clapping. And I was like, "This is my initial impressions of the Halo Infinite campaign overview." Yeah. Uh, but some things I wanted to go through, just kind of like key points from the gameplay that we saw. One, the graphics have been significantly improved. Yes, that's, that's the first thing I noticed. I want to also kind of tack something onto this and say, if you are judging the graphics based on the initial stream that happened, don't go and watch. Yeah, the, no, like, don't do that. 1080p, 1440p, 4K, like video that they posted afterwards because the stream quality is always going to be worse than what you're going to see afterwards. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. 
It does look significantly better though. I saw people doing like side by side comparisons mm-hmm. of certain shots, and I was like, "This looks better." Like I, I know some people. I saw one where it was um a side by side shot of Chief in the in the pilot ship, uh, like you know when like he's still yeah, yeah. offline from the original and the new one, and I actually I liked the original look of him, like the clean, like the cleanly mm-hmm. clean oh, cleanliness of his outfit and everything. Um, so, so I don't know if I, this one does look better, but I don't think it looks better because they made it look more rough. They just added more detail to his yeah. outfit. But I still think like his suit looked good before. It was just, you know, obviously lighting and stuff was missing, but I like, I did like the clean, the, the clean look of the original. Yeah. Um, I kind of did. I, I didn't necessarily like it looked kind of plasticky to me, but, um, uh, yeah, cause it, it was missing detail. Yeah, exactly. But the, the the new armor looks significantly more detailed than it did before. Oh yeah, definitely, hundred uh, percent. The new AI is the only name we have for her so far. Is the weapon yeah. um, the new Cortana looking like AI? Yes, uh, specifically. Who, yeah. Who in the uh, in the overview said that she was created to lock down Cortana, which I think we somewhat already knew. Um, I didn't know that. Excuse me. I mean, um, unless unless that was kind of implied in the footage we got in June, like during that brief cutscene cut talk between her and Chief. If it was implied there, then I either forgot or I completely went over my head. Yeah, it, w- it was somewhat implied during that little like um, small conversation they had at the end of the stuff we got from E3. Got it, I didn't realize that. Uh, you can call in vehicles from the pilot at vehicle station. So they showed a clip of you of like cycling through vehicles. So you had like mongoose uh, called in a warthog and the, no then you had warthog then you had you called in a wasp um, yeah. and around it it also looked like it had weapon call-in stations as well you hmm. can see like there's one from like an assault rifle off to the left um i i think it's funny i, I saw people saying this too but i thought this immediately like it's like calling the boss he's like all right cool give me a second he just comes and just says drop <laughs> just like just, <laughs> yeah just hit the ground didn't, like drop it neatly just like there you yeah. go. Boom, boom. It's just like, dropped okay. it from like 15 feet up with nothing to fall on up except a metal platform. <laughs> it's like, okay, sure. Uh, the game will apparently have some what I would call Ubisoft open world qualities, such as outposts, which we'll mm-hmm. talk about in a bit. Um, it showed off various vehicle gameplay with. Sorry, sorry. Various gameplay with the grapple shot, drop wall, and weapons. Uh, bosses will have health bars above their heads now, which again we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we got a small look at the ability upgrade system. Chief uh, in the footage, chief upgrades thrusters and then thrusters run and uh, kills someone with a grav hammer. Uh, players will use Spartan cores to upgrade abilities, but we did not get any details as to how you would obtain those. Right. Um, so I, I have a few questions here. I want to tack one on to the to the start and just do you have like a favorite moment from or like a, a standout moment from what was shown? Ooh, a standout moment from this. I it's like it's crazy because I'm thinking about it. There's like a couple moments that I was like, that's mm-hmm. really cool. That's yep. really cool. That's really funny and weird. But I don't know why. <laughs> it was like the way y'all edited this was like y'all had to know what you were doing when you did this. Um like I think one one really cool moment is when they he, they essentially do like the battlefield clip with the banshee. It just like jumps out the banshee, rockets another one, and then mm-hmm. grapples yes. onto the other. I'm just like, that's really cool. And meanwhile, he's just like 
hundreds of feet up in the sky. It's like yeah. super high up. There was another there's another clip where um he's in an out where Chief is in an outpost or something. And he like he kills some people, whatever, and then grapples up into he grapples onto something, launches himself into the air, and then like shoots some more people on the ground and then mm-hmm. gets back down and like grapples something else and tosses it at like this thing to explode in the outpost. Like that's really cool. Um the thing that I thought was really weird and funny, which I saw many people joke about as well. Um they show like Chief, you know, he's like while you're in the open world, well, I'm sure we'll touch on this. Like there are different things you can do while you're in the open world. Outposts, there might be people to help, um, things to see, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So Chief rolls up on this covenant thing, uh, old banish thing, and then some soldiers there. He's like, Chief, is that you? He's just like, You're safe now. And he kills them, so he kills the people, and then they get in the warthog and just immediately drives the warthog <laughs> off the cliff. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> you're safe now. Yeet. Exactly. That that was that was that was gonna be my standout moment from the thing because I'm like it's just so ridiculous that he's like, don't worry, you're safe. Drives off a cliff that looks to be at least like a couple miles high. Exactly. I'm just like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> Why would you edit it like this? Like I get you're trying to show just how expansive the world is, but don't put that right after he just said you're safe <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah, no, uh, like, and and the other kind of like moment that I thought was really funny was when you're on the map and you go through to find the like outpost that you need to go and do, and you land and the weapon is like, oh, there's a there's a banished outpost up ahead. What what do you want to do? While he's in the middle of pulling out a rocket launcher and aiming at the tank, and I'm just like, well, <laughs> there's there's what he wants to do, right? Um, but on on a more serious note, uh, do we think enough was shown? You want me to go first or you want to go first on this one? You, you, you can go first on that. I am torn on this. I think here. All right. So I think that this. Okay. It, 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 huh. I think this might. Okay. So my thoughts on this kind of just cover all three of your questions here. Okay. Okay. I think the overview itself, it was good. It was good and speedy because it was like, all right, it's only six minutes, 20 seconds. We want people to see like just the gameplay opportunities that are available in this new open world Halo. That's what we want to show. And they showed that. They showed that there are different outposts. They showed like briefly like how you could just like, again, roll up in a place with the grapple hook and bam, 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 destroy this, destroy that. They show real briefly. You're running, and it's like new place discovered. This there's a this many of this thing here. This many of this thing here. This many of this thing there. They show real briefly again the vehicle stations. Um, how you can just you're in the, you're on the Halo ring on Zeta Halo, and you see some soldiers. Let me go save them real quick. Let me save them, and who knows what happens with them afterwards. Maybe I just toss them in a mongoose and just drive off a cliff and jump off and survive. Um, who knows? Like they show different possibilities there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wish that I wish that this was longer because no one complained year last year when we saw the gameplay. No one complained that the game didn't look fun. People said that it didn't look good graphically, it looked rough, yeah. but the gameplay looked good. So this just even more solidified okay, the gameplay of the campaign looks really good, looks yeah. really fun. I just wish that we were able to see like just 
I don't know, 15, 20 minutes of raw gameplay. Uh, well, let's 20 minutes might be a bit long, but like 15 minutes, right? Raw gameplay of mm-hmm. where we're we're dropping in. We're gonna we're gonna go over, we're gonna like put a waypoint on for this main mission over here, right? Along the way, though, like we're driving. Oh, here are some soldiers. Let's go save them. Let's go help them out, right? And we do that, and then they tell us about this other thing. All right, cool. Let's go do that real quick. And then we go, we find this outpost. All right, let's take out this outpost. Boom, 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 bam, bam, bam. We destroyed it. We're Master Chief. We're awesome. After that, all right, cool. This is done. We got some upgrade things. Let's put this into our upgrades however we want. Cool. Now let's go back to our, let's continue towards our main mission. Let's do the main mission. Done. That would have been the ideal gameplay overview. Mm -hmm. Because it would have showed, it would have shown in more detail and not in such like a speedy rushed fashion just like what the what open world halo was going to be like the first gameplay overview we got <clears throat> last year tried to do that but it kind of didn't it was just like the one main mission right it was like here's your yeah. here's our main mission look at the map implying open yeah. world but not really getting into it and just, and they just did that one mission and that was it whereas and then after that, it was just like, oh man, like what is this? What does open world Halo mean? What does that really entail? And they kind of talked about it, but we never really saw. This showed us the different aspects of open world Halo, but not as a cohesive whole. It was yeah. just like there's this thing here, there's this thing, there's this thing, there's this thing. I would have loved to see it all together. That way we have a perfect picture on ahead of this is what the moment-to-moment gameplay of open world Halo is going to be or can be. And this is kind of what you can expect. Yeah, I, I think I, I, I have somewhat similar thoughts to you. I, I like what was shown. Don't, like, I want to make that clear from the very start. I am very excited for this game. When I saw it, it, like, like you said last year, no one was complaining about how fun the gameplay looked. It looks like Halo. That's the biggest thing. And this, it looked like Halo. And this, I think, showed that it looks like Halo in the modern day. Yeah. And um, coming after the multiplayer technical preview, really like which everyone's already high on. And so they kind of have a feel for how the game plays. Mm-hmm. Seeing those elements put into the campaign's open world, like just reinforces okay, the multiplayer is fun to play. The campaign looks like even more so now that it'll be fun to play. Yeah. Um, I, exactly. I, I definitely agree with you that I, I wanted more. I, I wanted to see so, like something similar to what we saw last year. In fact, I think the easiest comparison is to what like I would have wanted. If you remember back to E3 of like 2014, can't remember what ex- exactly what year. It must have been 2014, 2015. To the Halo 5 Guardians kind of like gameplay where they were going through the mission in Sang Helios towards the end okay. of the game. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. Um, but kind of as more like an overview kind of thing, just like a, a run through of a mission. Like, uh-huh. like some similar to what we, what we've gotten for basically every halo game so far, when it's been revealed is the run through of a mission. It's like, you start at the start of the mission. You might not see the whole thing because it might have spoilers or whatever, but like, you might see like half of a mission or three quarters of a mission, but it's you just running through a mission and it will show various gameplay elements. It will show like the graphics and environments and stuff that's kind of more what I wanted to see from this than here. Well, we got like, that last year. 
yeah. we got that last year. We got it. Like they showed that was just one mission. And it was like, here's a mission start to somewhat finish, I guess you could say. Yeah. I I guess I kind of just wanted that again, to be fair. But <laughs> um but more so just like and then again during that you can show how you're implementing like the drop wall and upgrade abilities and, and all this stuff into the campaign. Um but again, I really like what we saw. I'm really excited for the game. It looks like Halo. It looks like a good Halo. Like mm-hmm. that's that's kind of my main takeaway is like again, like Steve Harvey with like the big smile on his face and clapping. That's how I feel about this about this overview is I'm very excited. Um mm-hmm. in terms of any like huge concerns that I have, um I don't want them to start adding a load of nonsense like it like side missions like so again before the show we were like when we were like talking about like making this stuff up um i was like oh yeah i thought fob golf was like a little like golf mini game that you were gonna play like yes i'm an idiot i know but like i i thought it was gonna be like a little like golf golf mini game that you would play during the campaign i'm like i don't want that i don't want you know a, a bunch of like nonsense side missions that don't mean anything in a halo game because when this when they originally when they originally announced Halo Infinite, I I wanted a like a kind of like what I was saying last week of like fans want a Splinter Cell of old. I wanted a Halo of old where you would have like a a campaign that you would run through mission after mission after mission, and then you, like you could go into the main menu and like mission select stuff. That's what I wanted. Then when they said it was or like when they said it was open world after last year's like kind of gameplay reveal showing off some of the open world, I was like okay. I'm kind of on board with this. But, and then after this overview, it kind of reaffirmed this, reaffirmed that as like, I'm on board with this. I like the idea of an open world Halo game, but I don't want to see them start implementing a bunch of like stupid little mini games or side quests that don't really matter to the story. Similarly to what you were saying with Halo 5 Guardians last week, I think, when you were saying like Halo games usually have an A story and a B story, right? I yeah, want- well, any, anything has an A story and a B story. Yeah. And I think, like, I was saying, like, tip, in a, when it comes to any story, there is, you typically have an A story and a B story. Halo typically just has their A story and they just go through the A story. Like, there aren't, in, like, subplots that you go through. But that would, Halo 5 Guardians is the first one where you have two different stories going on at the same time. Yeah. And so, like, one of them is going to end up being the B story. But, like, you end up with your B story having a C story, which is actually your B story. It, it, it was just a mess. Yeah. Um, so what I kind of had envisioned for an open world Halo was your main missions were going to be your A story. And then side missions were going to be your B story where, like, you might have, you know, side or story A is, you know, finding Cortana what's what's going on with the banish stuff like that and then your b story might be hey there's this thing that's affecting zeta halo find out what that is and stop it as kind of like as an example of like a b story that's what i wanted rather than like okay so your main story is your main missions and then you have side side missions that don't really have anything to do with the story or the world or anything like that it's just kind of a load of nonsense and then you also have like mini games and outposts and that and like that's not what i want from a halo game but for, again from what we saw i'm i'm more and more excited that that's kind of not what we're getting we're not getting a bunch of like useless mini games we're not getting a bunch of 
stuff that's going to take away from the experience of a Halo game and is going to make it more like, I mean, like I said, up a, up a little bit, a Ubisoft open world. The thing that I'm not so thrilled about are outposts. I'm not super thrilled that like, you're going to, I mean, similarly to a Far Cry game, you're going to have like, hey, go and capture this outpost that's, that's infested by the banished. Not super thrilled on it, not against it per se, just not something I would have expected to have been implemented in here. I also understand that they have to pad out the world somehow. They can't just have like this massive open world with nothing to do apart from main missions. So I understand that. I've taken up a lot of time, so I will <laughs> I will stop talking. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, like outposts make sense. Like it's it's already been established in past Halo games that like when they're on a Halo ring or anywhere, the Covenant they they, they set up outposts. They set up outposts yeah. at different locations. So it it's not like it's a worth as I don't think it's like when you look at Breath of the Wild. You're just like, okay, you're cool. We got a, we're open world Zelda, and now we have towers. <laughs> like it's it's not like that where it's like, oh, okay, you are clearly bringing that in from other open world games, yeah. like the the classic trope that people are kind of tired and over with and stuff like that. Like this, it's more so like it's taking outposts are already established thing that the Covenant and Banished do or whatever in past Halo games. It's just that now because the game is open world you're actually able to come across them in a more natural way as opposed to like, we're doing this linear mission. In this mission, we're going to be encountering a couple covered outposts along the way as we do this linear mission. Now yeah. it's just like, they're, now it's just part of the world. It's part of the natural exploration that you end up encountering as you go through it. Um, you have said that. Um, so like, I think with the side quests, with the side missions as well, whatever they may be, I'm pretty sure that they will, there's going to be a story reason for all of them. Like, I imagine one of them will be clearing, getting rid of banished outposts. I'm sure that that's going to be your old, that's going to be like side mission A, which has like its sub side missions of this outpost, this outpost, yeah. or whatever you find them and so on and so forth. And the narrative for it will be because we got to get rid of the banished. The banished are a threat. We have to get rid of them so that the, so that the UNSC can, you know, come back and like be able to save us here on the halo or stick a claim on the ring or whatever it may be yeah there will be a narrative reason for it um whatever the other side missions are i imagine there will be a narrative reason there'll be a narrative through line for those side missions in this open world it's i i doubt you're gonna have i i don't want to say i doubt i wouldn't be surprised if there are like one-off side missions where it's like, hey, chief, we were we were on a run or something, and we got ambushed by some banished, so we had to retreat. But we left this thing out there. You might yeah. you might be able to make good use of it, or some of our <clears throat> some other members of our squad got left behind, or they got captured. Yeah, or you, can you save them or something like that. I would be surprised if there are like if you got a couple of those that don't have like a narrative through line for the main story. Um, but I don't believe that 343 will pad the open world with just a litany of side missions yeah. and side things and collectibles like Ubisoft games do. I doubt they'll do that. I doubt I'm more so of the mindset that what they put in the game will be purposefully put there and put there with a reason. And 
there will be a a <clears throat> I want not substantial because substantial makes it seem like a lot, but there will be like a good amount of side content to do, mm-hmm. side missions. Um, I can only imagine what it's going to be like trying to find the skulls in this game. Oh, you know, there's going to be skulls to find mm-hmm. and everything like that. Um, maybe there will be like um, soldier UNSC ID tags to find in certain missions. And so, who knows what they'll do? But I think that things will be <clears throat> things will be in the game purposefully. There won't be too many, but there won't be too little. It'll be just yeah. right. Um, so I'm I'm not too worried about what the open world will be filled with. The only the only thing that I've been concerned with when it comes to open world Halo is just what that play experience is like. Yeah. And I guess maybe before the presentation, I was like, huh, I wonder what's going to be in the world. With this gameplay overview, we've kind of seen what will be in the open world. Mm-hmm. We've seen a bit, like, again, scattered pieces of, like, what that gameplay experience will be. We just haven't seen it all together. Yeah. All come together. And that's what I was hoping we would get, and we did it. And one would hope or imagine that we will get something like that, at least one thing like that, prior to the game December release. But at the same time, it is October 30th. The game yeah. comes out in just over a month. You can imagine that reviewers will probably have this game end of November. Mm-hmm. If they're going to release something like that, it would need to be, I imagine, in the next two weeks or so to get yeah. ahead of like reviewers getting the game and stuff like that. So I'm not expecting we're going to get another like a deep dive into the gameplay of this yeah. game at all. Um, I think this might have been the last gameplay overview. The next thing we see is a story trailer, and then it's just the game. Mm-hmm. Three Halo Infinite has had such a rough and interesting road to launch, and it this game more. I feel like the game is like many people say, not maybe not about this game, but just the games in general. It's coming in hot, like that phrasing. The game is coming yeah. in hot. I feel like, and. This game, more so than any, I feel like a lot of us aren't going to know what to think of it until it's in our hands, Mm -hmm. until we're playing it. Like many other games, we've seen, you know, we'll see a lot of footage of it beforehand. So we have an idea of what to expect or what it might be like. This, it's like, we play the multiplayer. The multiplayer is fun. Yeah. First time we've seen the campaign in over a year and it looks good, but we still haven't seen enough of it or a whole lot of it to really say definitively or like solidly or confidently. Yeah. This is going to be fun. This is going to be yeah. great. It's going to be awesome. We're still saying it looks like it will be, but not sure about this or a bit weird about that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's a, a good place to kind of jump to our final piece of uh, Halo Infinite news I suppose you could call it news, I guess, uh, in which Craig the Brute has gotten a huge facelift. Uh, you, If you Google Craig the Brute, I imagine you'll find like, you know what, I'll, I'll throw up some pictures of like a before and after Craig the Brute. Uh, he looks good. Yeah, they look better. They look much yeah. better now. Um, and yeah, that will that will conclude our, our Halo Infinite discussion unless you have any uh, final things. Well, I was just going to say, uh, my the only thing I only other concern I have is just the story. That's the only concern anyone really yeah. has at this point. And 
uh, it's funny because when I after the um, preview was done, I think I tweeted this after. I was just like, I think it's funny just how like three four three is kind of just being like, Halo Five Guardians. What what do you mean? What is that? Yeah. <laughs> never heard of him. Never heard of it. Never saw it. What happened? And it's like, because again, the, with the way Halo Five ended, there's no way you could just ignore that. And it doesn't seem like they are. Like it seems no. like they are like. You know, the weapon said, I was made to lock down Cortana. What did she do? And they say that she was, he was brought here to, um, we came here to find Cortana or something like that. Yeah. And I swear, I swear, like, this whole, I said it before when I was playing Halo 5 Guardians. Just, I understand wanting to make Cortana a more important character and develop her character some, but just every, I, what 5 did with her was just, too much i think it was just like we're we're trying to make her something that she never was she and i just i wish that we would just move past that which is why i also think it's funny at the start of this at the start of the preview they're like matt halo has always been about story master chief and cortana and i'm just like no it wasn't halo one it was not she it was not about master chief and cortana Mm -hmm. it's not always it was not let's not make this something it wasn't Quantana didn't start to have any sort of importance until like the end of two. And then three, she came yeah. back. It was like fairly important, but like it wasn't until like the end of two where she had any sort of real importance in the story. Let's not just say stuff to say things now. Yeah. Um, but I I'm just like we'll we'll see what happens with this story, man. Like it seems like they kind of want to distance themselves from Halo 5 story, but they realize we can't distance ourselves yeah. from it given how it ended. So we gotta do something here. And yeah, it, it's gonna be interesting. But I am liking the weapon. The new AI is really she's really funny. Just, and like at the end when um yeah when uh the pilot was just like is everyone here trying to kill you she's like it really seems like it yeah, <laughs> yeah I know I like yeah. her a lot. I like her more than I've ever liked Cortana, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, um, just last thing I'll say, going off of that Cortana thing that, that you just said, it's like Halo 1, Cortana, not super important. Halo 2, not super important. Halo 3, somewhat important. Halo 4, again, more important. Okay, Halo 5, main storyline point. Yeah, again, I like I said, I liked the story that they did for her in 4. I wish they would have just left that it's her being dead, though. I wish they did and didn't just try and make her into like this evil AI God. Like just leave her there. And it's like, again, they say at the beginning of this, yeah, but that's all in the past now. It's just like, kid, you all are still hinging your story on the two of them. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're clearly it's not in the past. If it was in the past, you would not have done Halo 5's story at all in any way, shape or form. You would have done that with her. Yeah. You would have left her dead in four. Yep. And that will that will be the last thing that we say on Halo Infinite. <laughs> we are now going to recap the PlayStation State of Play announcements. Um, personally, I don't have anything huge to say about any of these. Uh, so it, I, I was just planning to rattle them off real quick. But if you want to talk about any of them, just throw your hand up. Okay, I can, I can do that. Or if you want me to take the lead on this, I can because I got thoughts on this whole thing. Okay, I, you take it. Go for it. Okay. So um, State of Play happened on Wednesday. Prior to its announce, prior to it happening, Sony just said, "Yeah, this is happening. It's Twenty minutes long, um, focused on third parties from our partners around the world, um, pr- on some previously announced games. Where there'll be updates on them, and there'll be some new reveals as well. And they also said, they said that 
you'll also get your first look at Little Devil Inside, okay? Mm -hmm. When they said that, I was like, that tells me that Little Devil Inside is the headliner for this show. So don't expect much. That's what I got from this. I was like, it's 20 minutes long, third parties, previously announced, updates on them, some new reveals, Little Devil Inside is the headliner. Probably not going to be the biggest show. But you know, you never know. I was like, fingers crossed, maybe we get a Final Fantasy 16 or a Hogwarts Legacy thing. Highly doubt it, but who knows? People online were speculating. (laughs) They were like, Spider-Man and Avengers, that could have actually could have been here. It really could have been. Uh, Spider-Man Avengers, Final Fantasy 16, what's next? People had big dreams for this. And I think people let their hype get way out of proportion because the response to this was like, this was terrible. It was God awful. Um, While I don't think it was God awful, I do think it was the weakest state of play in a while. Although I thought it was fine. I personally thought it was fine, but it was definitely the weakest in a while. Mm. Let me get into what was here. They started off with Deathverse. Um, I'm not sure if the subtitle is Let It Die or if it's just called Deathverse. Um, but it's a follow-up to the game Let It Die that came out some time ago. I forgot when it came out. Um, and Deathverse, uh, it's basically like a third-person action combat type game. Uh, honestly, it's I'm not sure how to explain it. It, it looks fine, to be honest. Um, I played, like, I don't, did I play a bit of Let It Die? I don't remember. I feel like I might have played, like, the tiniest bit of Let It Die. What's up? 2016. 2016 is when it came out. Yeah. I feel like I might have played, like, all of five or ten minutes of Let It Die and was just like, eh, I'm good. Because I think, I don't know, I feel like it might be, like, a free-to-play game that had, you know, like, monetization schemes behind it for, like, progression and stuff. And I was just like, I don't care. I don't. <laughs> um but I mean, Death Verse is a follow-up. It takes place multiple, multiple years after the first Let It Die. That's announced. It's coming next year, I believe they said. Um, I think that's the date that they gave. Then it was no solid date. I think it just said 2022. Um, and then uh, I don't remember the specific order of everything, so I'm just kind of like going to go down the list that we have here. But I remember yeah. Death Verse was first. That kind of started the show. Um, the show also announced that Death's Door... The Xbox, formerly Xbox exclusive, is coming to PS4, PS5, and Switch on November 23rd. Uh, Many people have said that that game is one of their goaties for this year. I am excited to play it, and I'm very happy that they announced this when they did, because I almost bought that on my Series X. Like I was going to get it on my Series X um, in like a week or two, but then they announced this, and I said, no, I won't. (laughs) Get it on the (laughs) PS5. So get it added to my trophies over there. Um, So that's cool. Bug Snacks is getting a new DLC. It's a free update, actually, um, co- titled The Isle of Big Stacks, coming early next year. And I have yet to play Bug Snacks. Still on my, I'm in my library. I want to play it. I just haven't had time. But um, this new one, it looks like it's adding, like, big, big Bug Snacks now. And it just looks like more fun Bug Snacks for time, you know? Like, I never played the first one. Again, I want to, but I've always enjoyed the vibe and look of it. So... I'm into this. What's up? Uh, I, I just wanted to say, this game for me was already nightmare-inducing, and then they added bigger bug snacks, and now I'm like, absolutely not. I'm out. <laughs> it, it looks cool. It looks it looks cute. I, I want to play it. Um, Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach got another trailer, and finally a release date, December 16th. 
when this showed up, I was like, if you don't have a release date, I'm going to be mad that this was even here. <laughs> we got a date. So cool. December 16th of this year. Um, then the Square Enix logo appeared and everyone collectively held their breath. And then we saw it's not Final Fantasy 16. Release that breath side. But it is Star Ocean, the Divine Force, coming to PS4 and PS5 next year. I'm not a Star Ocean person. I know nothing about Star Ocean. But hopefully for the fans of Star Ocean, this was a big announcement for you. I hope you all enjoyed watching it. Um, King of Fighters 15 beta is coming to PS4 and PS5 from November 19th to the 22nd. There's going to be um, eight characters in it, offline and online available. There's going to be practice mode as well. So you could do a whole lot of stuff in it. I think they announced a fighter too during this trailer, I think, because it started off like revealing someone. I forgot her name. So I think she was a new announcement. I presume she was given the way that like they started the video off with her. Um, then, then we got the announcement of First Class Trouble, which is going to be a PlayStation Plus game in November, as we already previously said. Um, basically, this game is like a third person Among Us, in a sense, where you have, I believe it's six people, either six or eight players, and you all, you make your character and stuff, and you're on like, you're in like this space station looking type thing, and everyone has a task, but two of the people, two of the players are androids, essentially, and you have to stop the other players, so I'm like completing the task and everything. You have to either kill them or sabotage things. It, it looks like a third-person version of Among Us, in a sense. Has its own little twist on everything. Looks like it could be fun. Um, I have no real interest in it, to be honest. Um, but again, it looks like it could be a fun time. We'll have to wait and see what it's actually like when it releases. Then we got the announcement that we are OFK. It's coming to PS4 and PS5 in 2022. I'm very excited about this because I've been on this game. I've been <laughs> hyped for it since, um, I don't know if it was first announced this past summer during like um, Guerrilla Collective Wholesome Games and stuff. If it wasn't first announced then, that's when I first saw it. And I'm all in on this game. And I was like, man, it's only a Steam game and stuff. But it's coming to PS4 and PS5. So I was like, yeah, yeah, exciting. Exciting times for me. Um, so yeah, that's coming. If you don't know what it is, it's basically like a narrative um, adventure type game where you're playing through the story of this band, We Are OFK, real band. Um, basically, their their story of how they came together and all, and all like that. And Five episodes. Each episode, you play through one uh, one song from their EP that's coming out. And yeah, it seems like it'll be like a jolly time. I am all in for that. So that was exciting for me. And the final thing, again, the headliner of this show was Little Devil Inside. The show ended with that. It was about four, four and a half minutes of gameplay for this. And I don't know what to say about it to be honest here's here's my thing i was excited for this game from its announcement i was like i love the look i love the like the vibe and the humor it's getting it's like it's giving i'm i'm loving it it's cool and then the game was the gameplay not what i expected it to be at all <laughs> it is not um for those who have not seen this the trailer the gameplay demo um your, your character, Billy, he's like, he's on this bench. He gets a letter. He gets on a train. And then the train, like, then goes to, a, a, like, a world map. So you kind of, like, go around the world. And you have this world map where you, that, you, um, that you're on when you go around the world. And I guess you get your letters, letters that are, like, jobs for you to do. 
I guess, jobs for the old man doctor mm-hmm. guy that you work for and stuff. And you go to these places to do the jobs and all. Um, but we didn't really get a vibe or like get more details on like, hey, how do you do these jobs? What type of jobs are there? It was more like the trailer starts, you, you do the world map, we go to one place and then we get back to the, like when you're on the world map, you can like go back to um, like the actual ground level when you like encounter people or obstacles in the world. So we saw that Billy came across this old woman and the camera zoomed back down to ground level and he talked with her. He's like, you could buy something from her or not. Then it went back to the world map and he went to the house that he was trying to go to. And then it zoomed back down to ground level. And then you see the world's like way more detailed and like ground level. And like he runs up, goes in, gets like trapped and all. And then he's, we saw a bit of combat. He's out there like fighting these weird monster things. It was really funny. He like stuck one with a sword and then tossed it at someone else. Like the combat looked messy, but not in a bad way. Messy in the sense that like, it's not neat. It's not clean. Like it's, it's like a real person, like fighting someone as, a, yeah. like, as opposed to like super pristine, precise combat. It's, yeah. it's not like that. It looked like it's a struggle. I guess the best way I could compare it is kind of like how Shadow of the Colossus, climbing those beasts, it's not like clean. Like it's a, it's a struggle, but it's purposefully yeah. a struggle. Like this is, it, it looked like, hey, we're, I'm a real person out here trying my best to like get through the situation and stuff. Um, but then we saw there's crafting, um, crafting in terms of like making food, camping and all like that. And like, I guess fishing while you're out and about, I like the art style. It's just that I don't know much more about the game than I did before. So that's my vibe on it. I'm like, I'm looking forward to it. I just thought I'd be more excited after this than I wasn't. I was just like, okay. So we saw that. I wish I knew more. But I kind of don't know too much. I know some, I know more about the game, but I don't have an idea, solid ideas like what this game is. Yeah. And I wish I did. Um, so I when I before I watched the trailer, I was like, I remember this game in name only. I have no idea what this game looks like or plays like or what they showed for it previously. And then I watched the trailer and I'm like, hey, I'm not like sold on it to the point that like, yes, I have to play this game, but like I'm somewhat interested in this. Like it, mm-hmm. I'm probably still not going to play it because it doesn't look like exactly the type of game that I would normally want to play. I might yeah. try it depending on, you know, if I can get access to it. But I really like the contrast between like the overworld, I guess you could say, and the mm-hmm. like ground level. I like, yeah. I, I really love the detail in the ground level. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, like it, it looks absolutely gorgeous. And the, mm. I actually quite like the look of the combat. It, it looks quite fun. I, and I yeah, I it, do too. I wasn't yeah. trying to like step, like detract from yeah, it. I was no, just yeah, like trying to make it clear. It, it's yeah. not something pristine. Yeah, no, and I, I actually quite like, like, I like that, that it's not like this, like, hey, look at all these abilities you have and you're going to be this awesome badass combatant and fighting all these people. It's like, no, you're just like a real person trying to fend off all these like things that are trying to kill you. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm, I'm interested in it. Like I say, still probably not going to play it unless I really get the inkling to, and it's on a platform I can get access to. But it it looked good, I think. Yeah, I. That's kind of how I feel too. I'm like, it looks good. It is still interesting. The world is interesting. The story is interesting. Yeah. I'm just like still unsure 
what the gameplay and the moment to moment of everything is just like, okay, how, how does a job go? Like how, how do things go? Do we, we go up somewhere, we get our job and then, okay, we go to our job and then we do the job and what happens after that? Like, is that how things go? Or what is the, what is the, what is it that we're doing here? Exactly. What is our story here? You, you get what I mean? And like, oh, yeah. those details I feel like would go a long way mm-hmm. or would have gone a long way here to providing a whole lot more clarity on the game. Cause even prior to now, we didn't really know what the game was. We assumed that like, all right, where this guy, maybe we go on on missions for this older, for the older person here. Maybe that that's what we're doing. Or maybe we're just like inside this guy's head and like, we're doing these things inside his mind or whatever. Who knows exactly what it is. Now we know, okay, no, there, everyone's real people. We do jobs for this guy or with him. And the world is weird, but we don't know anything more solid. Um, now, here's the thing. Like I said before all this, a lot of people on the internet were saying the state of play was trash, garbage, terrible, worst one ever, could have been a, could have been a blog post, could have been press release, so on and so forth. And like I said, I definitely think it was the weakest one they've had in a while. I still thought it was fine. I understand why a lot of people did not like it, though. Um, and it's it's a weird... I think it's a bit of a an interesting, complicated thing because they said it was only 20 minutes long. For a 20-minute state of play, I don't think you can expect too many big things. No. So I think people let expectations get away from them on that. Once we found out Little Devil Inside was the was the headliner, in a sense... That also should have helped set expectations of, we're seeing this. This is the one thing that they're telling us we're seeing. Maybe this is the headliner. Look back at other information and be like, all right, let's temper expectations a bit more, mm-hmm. given everything we know about this. Um, I also do think that some of these things probably could have been a blog post or a tweet. Death's Door could have just been a blog post or a tweet. Mm-hmm. King of Fighters beta could have just been a blog post or a tweet. Um, at the same time, you also have people saying, Sony, give love to indie games. Yeah. And while not, not everything here was an indie game, some of them were, they gave them a, they gave them a spotlight. They didn't say beforehand indies only, but they gave them a spotlight here. We can't always expect state of plays to be bombshell, 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 bombshell. You can't expect that from all of them. Some of them are going to have big bombshells all the time. Some of them might just have one or two. Some of them might not have any, but they'll have just a series of cool to good announcements. They're like, all right, that's interesting. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Leave it at that. We're in it and we're out. The show didn't spend too long on really anything. Oh yeah. We forgot. Um, Kart racer game, kart racer oh, drift. Yeah. Um, it's, it's it's a kart racing game. <laughs> Simple as that. Um, <laughs> I think it's a free to play game from right. I don't remember if they had a release date. I think it might have said twenty twenty two, or like just that a beta is going to be happening at some point in time. Um, but yeah, like they gave a spotlight to these things, and I think it was I think it was fine. I really just think it was fine for what it was. I. I didn't have big expectations for this. 
again, I hope Final Fantasy 16 would be here, but I didn't really expect it to be here. Yeah. I don't think we're seeing, if we don't see that game at Game Awards, it is either A, because Square is giving it its own little showcase, its own little time of day prior to Game Awards, or it's just it's just taking more time and we'll see it when we see it next year. Yeah. One of those, one of those options. Um, but yeah, I don't think it was a terrible show. I understand people's disappointment. I understand people looking at all these games and being like, well, that was not, that wasn't anything too exciting. That wasn't anything too exciting. That wasn't anything too exciting. Cause I mean, grand scheme of things, all of these announcements are pretty small announcements. Yeah. All of these are pretty small things. You could argue that, Little Devil Inside, that's highly anticipated, so that's really cool. That's big, but it's still a smaller game. Death's Door, big game, small announcement, I guess you could mm-hmm. say. Bug Snacks, medium-sized game, getting a cool update. Cool, okay. Star Ocean might be the biggest, quote-unquote, biggest game here, like tri- like AAA-wise and everything. Um, But, I mean, I understand people saying, looking at this, like, yeah, these calls big blog posts or tweets. I, I understand that side of the coin. Yeah. I don't think that's totally wrong. But I also don't think that this was like the worst thing in the world. I thought it was totally fine. Nothing was we didn't stick on anything for too long. And the show was breezy. Easy, breezy, beautiful state of play. Yeah, I mean, just look at the list of games, the only ones that I'm remotely interested in would probably be either Death's Door or uh, now Little Devil Inside, but again, remotely. Um, uh-huh. I, I I, mean, looking at the list and watching some of the trailers, I understand why people are like, yeah, this all could have just been a blog post. But, uh-huh. you know, it it's nice to get a look at, you know, some of these games, but did, I, I don't think some of them needed to be as prominent as they were. Uh-huh. Like, again, the, the King of Fighters beta could have just been a bit blog post or a tweet. Yeah. Death's Door could have been, but because but because it's Death's Door, it's like, we want to give it the spotlight. Yeah. But it easily could have been a blog post or a tweet as well. You know? So, yeah. I, I get all all sides of things. I'm just not on the pitchforks and torches. Re, rethink state of plays. <laughs> yeah. Rethink them. Send them on hiatus. Destroy them. Rebrand. I'm not on that train. I'm, I'm no. not over there at all. But yeah, that was the state of play. It was a, an, an interesting show. Interesting to say the, the least. I think yeah. I'm most interesting. <laughs> yeah. Our final news story uh, relates to Nintendo and the Switch Online expansion pack is not living up to expectations. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm looking down here. Can I, sp- I switched to my Mac so I could have the Zoom call here. Gotcha. Um, so users are reporting significant input lag while playing N64 games. Uh, users are also unhappy with a noticeable audio delay, frame rate issues, and weird button mapping in, in some titles with no option to remap controls. Uh, visuals for some games, specifically Ocarina of Time, are not as good as prior ports. And online issues are present as well with lag and audio issues being prevalent. Uh, I, I have seen some uh, reactions to this, most, well, most of them from the IGN article that I read kind of about this and I, I agree with um, one of the people in that post I can't, I'll pull up his name just now because I've linked the article here if my Mac would cooperate with me um, 
I can find the quote. Uh, saying, uh, I'm reading from the IGN article written by Matt Perslow, and the quote is from uh, uh, Risa Era thread creator Hustleman. So the quote, <laughs> <laughs> Internet names are funny, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, saying, saying, quote, uh, considering the aggressive price on the expansion pass, it's understandable why people will be so put off by the myriad of problems that are being seen here, end quote. And I kind of agree with that. Like you would think for charging over double the price of regular Switch Online per year, they would have things more ironed out than they are. Um, they also kind of say in this article, if I can find it, I cannot, but I remember reading it. That oh, here it is um, by uh, at Oatmeal Dome on Twitter uh, says the emulator the emulator used in Super Mario 3D All Stars for Super Mario 64 makes its return. So they are apparently using some the same emulator for that they used for 3D All Stars for the N64 games and I believe the Genesis games in, as well in the expansion pack, but it's had a few things taken out of it that were specifically for 3D All-Stars. Mm. Yeah, I obviously, I didn't get the expansion pack because no, I do not care a lick about playing. Not only do I really not care about playing any of these older games, I mean, it'd be cool to at some point, but I don't care about doing it yeah. so bad that I need to do it now. Um, but I, I'm certainly not doing it for 50 bucks. Certainly not. Yeah. When Nintendo's online service is already lackluster at best, you know, like mm-hmm. it's, it would be, it would not be that bad if we only paid five or $10 more, but the $50 yeah. price, it's like, okay, all this stuff better work well and it better look good, play well and work. And it doesn't, <clears throat> or at least for the most part, it seems like it doesn't like seeing I don't know if how many videos you've seen it or anything like that, but watching people try to play Mario Kart, Mario 64 online, it's just like, it's terrible. I was watching a video and literally it was lagging, like freezing every two to four seconds. Just like, actually, I say two to four seconds, more so like every one to two seconds, just like, and. it it was terrible and granted on the screen when it when that's happening it says um your online connection is uh, like unstable so like your quality might be affected or whatever it says something like that some disclaimer like that so some of the issues for online stuff could be drawn chalked up to people's internet connections but at the same time nintendo's online is actually trash and like trying to have a good connection on your switch really isn't the easiest thing you basically have to be like right next to your internet router yeah. modem to actually have good internet on your switch outside of that it's not good so which which 50 for a service that's already not great so play games online and not great quality it, it's terrible and then seeing there was i saw um one clip of like someone starting up mario 64 and they're starting it up, and it's like, Mario! And like, mm. It's just like, the audio was laggy and stuttering. Yeah. Because I'm assuming either internet or what have you, I don't know. But it was terrible. It's like, why is it like this? Why is this the case? And then, like you said, reading people talking about, 
um, frame rate issues. I didn't see any of that, but I believe it is out there, of course. That input and that lag being an issue. Um, and then the button mapping. Like, we can't button map, we can't change the button mapping for specific games when we play them. The only way to but to like redo this, to remap controls, is to do it at a system level. Yeah. But that's not convenient or like ideal because after you're done playing that game, if you want to go back to playing your other games on your Switch, you have to reset back to default or reset mm-hmm. to whatever you had it before. Or if you want to play a different N64 game that you want to remap differently, you have to go system level again to remap your controls. It, it's just like at $50, Nintendo. Why? Yeah. I'm paying you $50 and... You, you can't even be bothered to like at the bare minimum have this stuff like be good and work well. Are you serious right now? Of course, Nintendo will get away with it because they're Nintendo and people's nostalgia wins out over everything. But I mean, okay, that might've been a bit harsh. That's just how I perceive things. Yeah. I perceive things. I'll, I perceive a lot of Nintendo's issues at people who kind of like people will be mad about it. And then just like wave it away because it's Nintendo. Like uh, it's Nintendo and I guess to play these old games again no this is terrible this is just straight up terrible in my opinion yeah um this actually somewhat ties into something i saw earlier this week um i i think where it's completely unrelated field but i i don't know if you've ever heard of the youtube channel hardware canucks um they're canadian based like mainly focused on like pc and, and tech stuff um where Dimitri from Hardware Connects, I think, had tweeted saying that like he was fed up of companies selling premium products without lacking or while lacking like the basic features. So the example he used was like say LG sells a premium monitor, take their like their 27 G on 950, which is the like 4K, like 4K monitor, like high uh-huh. end. Yeah. But it doesn't like swivel, it doesn't like tilt up and down, it, it doesn't have height or like I don't know if it has any of these things because I haven't looked super into it, but like say it didn't have like tilt or swivel or height adjust or whatever. Like it might be like a premium monitor in terms of like you're getting like 4K, like 140 frame, 144 frames a second, whatever, but you're lacking basic features like, you know, er- like ergonomics in the monitor itself. And I think that kind of relates here is like Nintendo is selling a premium product because they're like their basic one is just Switch Online, which is $20 a year. And then you have their premium one, which is the Nintendo Switch expansion pack, which includes Animal Crossing, um, Happy, Happy Home, Home Paradise. Paradise. Yeah. And then all these like, you know, nostalgia games, but it doesn't really work. So I would argue that Nintendo, if they're going to continue selling this premium product, is going to have to fix these issues. Otherwise, you're going to have a massive, like, not that you don't already, but you're going to have a massive fan backlash on your hands. Like, it's been, it's been, three, six, 12 months, where are the fixes to these things, Nintendo? Here's the thing. They, Nintendo should fix these things. Will Nintendo fix them is a very different story. Yeah. Because Nintendo is good Nintendo. And you said they're going to have a massive fan backlash. No, they won't. <laughs> okay. I, 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 I said that very definitively or declaratively. I do not think they will. Mm. People will be upset now. Like, this is when you will hear the most backlash about it. Yes, people will still be upset months down the road if this is still the case. But it's going to go away. Mm. People, like, all the backlash is going to go away. People aren't going to be talking about it. People will 
like whenever they play the expansion pack, they'll be like, oh man, this issue's here. But I'm playing Donkey Kong Country or Donkey Kong 64, whatever the case may be. So that's fun. Like people are not going, the backlash will only last for maybe like two weeks. Mm. I imagine it'll last two, three weeks. And then after that, we'll just have scattered dimensions of it every now and then. And when people talk about Switch online, they'll be like, oh yeah, but expansion pack sucks. <laughs> like there's not going to be this massive fan backlash that like just like pops back up in three, four months unless they try to add something else to expansion pack and then people are like, okay, but can you fix this though? Like if they try to add other stuff to expansion pack, then this conversation might start up again. But I do not foresee massive backlash happening like sometime in the future. We got the backlash we got now. Nintendo's going to see that and be like, but money is what we are making. <laughs> yeah, And you will pay us to do these, to play these games, mm-hmm. no matter how difficult or annoying it may be. So continue to pay us and we'll just give you this stuff. Yeah. We won't do anything else about it. Cool, cool, cool. Fantastic. Go do that. Go do your stuff. I'm going to go swim in my, you know, mountains and mountains of money that I have over here. <laughs> my, my Scrooge McDuck money pool. Basically, I'm going to swim <laughs> in all my Animal Crossing and Mario Kart money. Yeah. Um, in related news to Nintendo, I do have one more thing to talk on to the end. In that Nintendo is closing its Northern California and Toronto offices, which will reportedly affect over 100 employees. Yep. A quote from Nintendo says, quote, Nintendo of America headquarters are in Redmond, Washington, and Vancouver, British Columbia. We are moving more of our employees and operations into those headquarters and will be closing small satellite offices in Toronto, Ontario, and Redwood City, California over time, end quote. Um, No detail was given as to whether they are assisting with the relocation of those employees financially Uh or if uh, they're just like, hey, either move here or quit, your choice. So... Yeah, yeah, I I, I, I imagine that they would like that they would be assisting in some capacity because I mean yeah. that's a lot to ask more than a hundred people uproot your lives on yeah. your own dime. <laughs> yeah, I think um, that's a bit of a, a bit much. Yeah, one one thing that I will say is uh, just to that last thing I said, whether it's like hey move here or quit, if they do leave the company, there will most likely be some kind of payment involved in that. Like I, I don't want to say severance pay, but like. Mm-hmm. A, a package of some sort because it's not exactly their fault that they're now out of a job because like they if they are doing it on their own dime some of them might not be able to like afford to move to an entirely different country or an entirely different city so yeah, yeah. no no real 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 details of the financial aspect of employees but i thought it was an interesting note to kind of tack onto the end of the nintendo stuff yeah so that will conclude our news for this week. That's it. Some some interesting things happening this week. <laughs> we'll see what happens next week. Yes. Now we are going to move on to what we have been playing. Uh, do you want to go first or do you want me to go? Um, you know, I'll go first okay. on this. Because um, we both... I mean, I've only played Final Fantasy Thirteen Death Deathloop this week. But I, I feel like I got some fun stuff to talk about them with them. And even right. with you, with your stuff, you got some exciting stuff. I'm interested about why you even played one of these games, to be quite honest. Maybe as like a refresh <laughs> or something. Um, but Final Fantasy 13, last time we talked, I was eight hours, 45 minutes into the game. 
I am now either 18 or 19 hours into the game. I was trying to hit that 20 mark. It wasn't quite, I would have been able to hit it if I played a bit more this week, but I, there were like two days this week where I didn't really, where I didn't play anything. Um, so let me say this. It, it, I said to my girlfriend when I was talking to her about the game on Monday or Tuesday, I think. Cause she's played 13. She's like near the end of it, but like she has not played it since like, yeah. it's been like over a year since she played it. She got near the end and she kind of like stopped. I forgot why. Um, she's not a fan of it. Um, when I told this, I was like, it's real weird because like the, like the game, this is what about like when I was 11 hours and I was like, hmm. the game is one where I'm just like, the story really ain't all that good. The characters are like okay to find at like annoying at worst, fine at best. <laughs> and like the like the game like it suffers from like being super, super linear in a really mm-hmm. in a bad way. Yeah. E- but even still, it was all I could think about playing. <laughs> <laughs> like part of that was because the combat is just really fun. I really enjoy the combat. Mm-hmm. Um so let me say this now that I've reached about the 18 hour mark of the game. The story, in my eyes, the story started to get better after like hour 15. <laughs> <laughs> after like hour 14 or 15, the story started to get better because without, I mean, the game is more than 10 years old at this point. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm, I'll put a spoiler warning. Like I'll say spoiler warning if you really care, but I'm actually going to talk about this in detail because the game is quite, quite old. And I know a lot of people don't really care about it that much. Um, So basically the prep, what happens in the story is your, your crew, right? The the party, they are all let's see. Let's see means that you are, you have, you basically become a servant of what, uh, of the Falsy in the world. The Falci, what are they? I'm not really quite sure. <laughs> I've kind of gone on to call them the gods of the world, essentially. Okay. okay. So you be- the Lassi are servants of them. You become a Lassi if you are near a Falci, and the Falci kind of was like puts his branding on you, or whatever. Once you are a Lassi, you have like the branding, and that you basically are on a timer mm-hmm. um, to complete what is called a focus. What is the focus? Your focus is this task that is given to you by the foul C. Okay. The, the focus is a bit blurry though. So like, it's like a vision that you get, but it's like a real blurry, quick, quick vision. So let's see, have to figure out what their focus is and complete it. If you don't complete it, you become something called a CF. What is a CF? A CF is basically you become a zombie. You, be, you basically okay. become like an undead creature in a sense. You're, you're done for. If you complete your focus, you turn into a crystal. You get crystallized. And that's that's what happens. Okay? Okay. So it kind of seems like a lose-lose situation. It's kind of a lose-lose situation, but when you turn into a crystal, like, they they explain it a bit. I'm forgetting exactly how they said it, but, like, when you complete your focus, you basically live, like, you essentially go into, like, the good afterlife, in a sense. It's kind of like how is the best way I can explain it without remembering exactly how they said it. Okay. Um, but if you fail, you end up being this husk. This is mindless husk that mm. is just around and stuff. So the party's trying to, the party, they all each get a focus and 
this is where like the first 10 hours, 10 or so hours of the game is just like annoying because it's like this person wants to do this thing and this person's doing that thing and this person's doing this thing but we don't really know exactly what it is everyone wants to do and stuff and people are doing things it's all really annoying and everything mm. hope is being an angsty really annoying kid he's being a brat i hate him just like you want to do this thing but then you're just like not get not getting off the pot you're like you're not doing it yeah. do it or get off the pot so eventually there's a point in the game where um hope and lightning lightning is the main character the girl pink okay. hair hope and lightning hope is this little kid his he's angry he's angry because his mom died at the very beginning of the game helping one of the other main characters snow right snow mm-hmm. is the leader of this resistance group right she was helping him she died snow i mean hope blames snow hope is like it's snow's fault i hate you snow needs to die and pay for what he did okay so that's that that's his whole issue mm-hmm. eventually lightning and hope they're like we're trying to go back to Hope's home in Palampolam. That's the name of the city. They get there. And then um, Snow also ends up coming across them as well because he got separated from them earlier in the game. And he's with this woman named Fang. Um, so the like Lightning and Hope are surrounded by the military. And then she's like, oh, yeah. Uh, she's like, Hope, I'm going to run. And she's like, I got it. I'm going to distract them. You run to safety. But the Snow and Fang come in. And like they're there, but then lightning still leaves anyway and leaves hope with snow. For what reason? I don't know. In the moment, <laughs> I was like, you could have just stayed at this point so that we're all here together. We're fine, leave. So then he's forced to like be with snow, this guy he hates. And it's just like, oh my gosh. And the whole time I'm like, have this conversation, talk about this. Stop being an angsty brat. Mm. And eventually they have the talk. It takes some time to get there, but it, they have the talk of the conversation. And then they come to terms and it's like, okay, we've come to terms on this. Things are better now between the two of you. I don't actively hate you anymore, Hope. Mm. And then you meet Hope's dad and everything. And I think from that point on, the story actually gets better in terms Mm. of me, in terms of me liking the characters, me understanding what's going on and me being more interested in what's happening. From that point on, I think things have started to get better story-wise. Because you learn, like, although Hope's dad is literally only in that scene as of right now, that one moment, that small moment that you did with him, I was like, yo, I really like this moment. This is a really good moment right here with all yeah. the characters and stuff. And, like, Hope's dad and everything he's saying and stuff like that. Then stuff going on with Vanille and Saz. Saz, who I still believe is the best character in this game. Um, Like, you find out stuff about Vanille's past and how, like, her and Fang are kind of the cause of everything that's happening in the game as of right now, to be honest. Um, and like Saz is like, man, I want to kill you because you caused my son to be a Lassie and now he's mm. a crystal. You caused him, you caused this to happen to him, but I can't kill you. I can't do that because one, you're a kid. Killing a kid is, that's not a good, that's not yeah. cool. Two, doing that wouldn't bring him back. Like, would it make him not a lassie? Three, I want to kill myself, but that's not going to make anything better either. Yeah. So, like, the, their whole dynamic became real interesting and cool. And now I finally have everyone, all the characters together at last. Everyone's all together. And I kind of stopped at that point um, where I finally got the whole crew together. 
I was going to play some more that night, but I didn't because I was like, it's a bit late and I don't want to keep playing and then get to a point where it's like, this ain't a great stopping point, but I have to stop. I was like, this is the perfect stopping point. So yeah, I'm enjoying, I'm still enjoying the combat. And like all week long, I'm thinking, yo, 13 though. I want to play, <laughs> I want to play 13 because that combat's fun. And I'm, I'm starting to like the story more. I'm starting to like the story and the characters a bit more. But that first 13 or so hours is a rough time mm-hmm. dear god like story and character wise it is rough as all can be just like dear lord save me free me from this but things are getting better so we'll see how things go from there death loop well do you have any questions about that before i jump into death loop i don't think so um i, I still think it seems like a lose-lose situation <laughs> playing the game or the the Lassie thing the just the the whole thing. <laughs> I don't think you'd be too wrong in that. <laughs> I'm not gonna sit here and say it's, it's like jumped up my list of favorite Final Fantasies. It's still like my least favorite as of right now. Yeah, not counting twelve. I only played like five hours of twelve. I need to go back to it. Of the ones I played all the way through, it's still like my least favorite as of yeah. right now. But we'll see where things go from here. Death Loop though, I played Death Loop. I didn't just play an hour, and I just play an hour and a half. I played a good chunk of Death Loop. <laughs> so if you got any questions for me, by all means, feel free to raise your hand and ask me as I explain this stuff. Okay. I'm going to talk about this. When I last played, when I last talked about it, I had said that I had finally gotten the, you know, gotten the job of all right, I gotta kill the eight people in the one day. Yeah. And the next thing I had to do was infuse my weapon. So I well was be able to infuse my weapon so I could carry them over between runs. Mm-hmm. So you do that. That is like the last linear thing that you have to do in the game. That's like the last hand-holdy thing you have to do. Yeah. After you do that, then it's like, okay, you can now infuse your weapons to bring things over between runs. Now approach the game however you see fit. So that's how I've, that's what I've been doing. The game, I'm, I mean, I, I'm not sure if you've read things since the game has been out or what have you the game is still it's linear while still being open what do i mean by that what i mean is you have your different leads you have Mm -hmm. your leads on the visionaries and you have your leads on weapons and powers and each lead like you can track that lead be like all right i want to i want to tackle this thing right now Mm -hmm. and if you want to say, say, for example, you want to track down the lead on, uh, let me say Charlie, right? Charlie, he's one of the visionaries. You want to track that lead down. There is a step-by-step-by-step progression for it. Mm-hmm. So you go do step one, you learn a bit there. It's like, all right, here's the next thing you need to do for it. And if you want, you could be linear about that and be like, all right, I want to just track down this lead. As you're tracking that lead down, though, you're also finding out more information for that lead but also for other leads at the same time. And some leads can only be done at certain times of the day because you have morning, noon, afternoon, night. So okay. say you're approaching Charlie's lead, right? You're doing his lead. You do you start it in the morning, right? And you're like, all right, this step one of that lead. Step two of this lead says I have to do this. All right, I could do that in the afternoon in this place. So you go to this place. And you're mm-hmm. like, all right, the next step says, um, afternoon over here. Cool. I'll do this after I'll continue it. And then the next step might say, all right, the next step is, is noon again, but it's afternoon now. It's like, okay, I can either just 
skip time and just go to noon to continue yeah. this lead if I want to. Or I could jump to a different lead that I could do at nighttime for the next, because the mm-hmm. next time of day is night. So I was like, all right, I'll jump over to this lead and start this one up at nighttime. Okay. And now the next day starts up. Do I want to continue this lead that might be morning? Do I want to do a different lead for morning time? Or do I want to jump to noon to continue Charlie's now? You kind of see what I mean? Yeah. Like things are linear, but it's also open in how you choose to approach things yeah. and all, um, which is cool. I do like that a lot. Um, you have any questions about that? Uh, no, you you just answered by, I was going to be like, do, do you enjoy that? Oh yeah, I do enjoy it. I do yeah. enjoy that. Um, like the act of, the act of learning the information is pretty interesting. It's pretty fun. Um, because there are there are the four regions of the world, right? And each region, you know, each region is different at a different point in time during the day. So one of them, I forgot what it's called, but it's one where it's kind of like um, it's kind of by the shore in a sense. I'm blanking yeah. on the name right now. I think it's like something bay or whatever. Um, that region is like it's sunny and everything in the morning or at noon. You go in there in the afternoon, it is covered in snow and there's a mm. car crash into something right at the entrance that wasn't there earlier in the day. You go there and like the um, there's a different region up down, right? That's the very first region you actually go to in the game. Um, it's one way during the day, but at nighttime when you go there, there's way more people out on the street okay. and everything. Like things, the regions are just look different and have a different feel to them at different times of the day. But also story things might happen in one region um, at different times of day if other things didn't happen earlier. So yeah. also in Updom, right? You go to Updom in the morning and at noon, there's a place, there's a fireworks shop, right? That mm-hmm. is running. You go in there in the afternoon, that place is burned down. The reason mm-hmm. it gets burned down, though, is you can stop it from being burned down in the afternoon if you do something there in that fireworks shop earlier in the day. Okay. And you do have to do something there earlier than to stop it from burning down to progress that visionary story okay. in order to get information on them. And in turn, that way you can know how to deal with them and everything. Mm-hmm. So that's just like in terms of the visionaries. And then when it comes to the lead, the arsenals, like their powers, like the power leads, it's the same thing. It's just like, hey, this person has it. In order to find out how to get to them, okay. you can, you know, track down the lead to find yeah. out how to get to them and take them out and stuff like that. So I have shift, which is your standard teleport thing that you mm-hmm. have, like a dishonored. I have that one. I have Nexus, which lets you link people together. So you kill one, whoever they link to dies. Oh, okay. I have uh invisibility. I have that one. I forgot the name of it. I have Carnesis, which is lets you toss people around, just okay, just lead them around. And then Wait, do I have that? Yes, I do have that one. Sorry. I didn't think I had um, the invisibility, but I remember I did. I didn't kill that visionary, but I got it. Um, and then I also have, do I have the rage one? I might have the rage one. I don't remember because I, I killed that visionary, but I didn't get it from them. Um, okay. Because I killed them at the same time I killed a second visionary because I got them both together. When you follow their storyline, yeah. there's a way to kill them both at the same time. I killed them both and I died myself like two times in the process after <laughs> I got, after I like set them up for death. And 
after I did it, like there was no way for me to go in there and get their power. I didn't realize it. So like killing them that way is I kill you both. And I like, I set you up for death and I leave because I can't get your stuff afterwards. I didn't realize this. Um, Cause you basically flood the room they're in and you, you flood the room and then you make it so they can't escape. Okay. But when, if you flood the room, you can escape, but once you get out, you can't get back in. And I died. And when I died, it respawned me outside. I tried to get back in and I couldn't. I was like, Oh, gotcha. Okay. (laughs) If I want to get your power, I got to kill you a different way. Um, So that's that each of the powers has multiple upgrades that you can get for them. Mm -hmm. You get these upgrades by killing that visionary multiple times. So you kill the visionary the first time you get their power. Um, And you have to infuse these powers if you want to carry them over to more than one run. If you don't infuse the power, you don't have it. You don't keep it past your run that you have it in. Okay. Um, So you kill a visionary once you get their power. If you kill them again, when you go to get their power, it's an upgrade. So it gives you like an add-on for it. Okay. So for Nexus, um, you kill a person once and you, you, you get, you're like, yeah, all right, I get the power of Nexus. You do it again. I think an upgrade for it is that now it'll latch on to more people or something like that. Okay. Another upgrade for it might be it homes in on other, on people or something. It, there are upgrades that you can get yeah. for them. And you can, all of their multiple upgrades, you can only have like two upgrades on a power. And you can only have two powers with you at any given time. So I typically just have shift and nexus on it. Because I'm like, shift lets me teleport around easily, get around the environment real quick and fast and stuff. Nexus, I could just tap it on someone, pop them, and take out whoever they're attached to real easy. Yeah. No, it saves me trouble. Um, but when I'm like, if I says I've already infused those two, when I kill a visionary. I'll take their ability and just swap it for one of the ones I already have and then just leave the place. That way I can infuse it since the other ones I already had, they're already yeah. infused. So I know they're going to carry over anyway. Um, so those are cool. Juliana now. Well, yes, I was about to ask, do you have a question about any of that? Yeah. So you, you said you can only carry two abilities at one time, but so once you infuse something, does that mean you just permanently have it across all runs or is it when you... you- so you permanently have it in like your stash, okay. but you you can only have two equipped. So yeah. in between in between times of day, you're able to change your loadout. So okay. say I start the day with Nexus and Shift. Um, when I'm approaching, like when I go to noon, when I'm doing the next lead, I'm like, all right, I might this power might be better instead of Shift. So let me bring the invisibility instead of Shift, and then I'm good. And then let's say. I go, I do noon and I kill whatever the visionary is there, right? And I get their ability. I have Nexus and the invisibility um, with me, right? Mm -hmm. Both of them infused. So I can carry them between runs. I kill the visionary at noon. If when I get their ability, it's my first time grabbing it. It's not infused though, because it's my first time getting it. Yeah. If I want to keep it, I need to infuse it. So I'll drop one of my infused ones bring that one, take it back with me, and then I'll infuse it if I have the currency to do so. Okay. Does that make sense? It does, yes. Okay. So there's all that. And it's fun. The powers do make you feel powerful and everything like that. Mm. Um, you can also infuse weapons too that you find and everything. Yeah. Their weapons have like 
different tiers and stuff with and the um, the weapons you could put trinkets on them that give them different little perks and stuff. Trinkets you can infuse as well. All these things that you find, weapons, powers, trinkets, they could all be infused for you to carry over between runs and everything like that. Okay. Um, Juliana now, but the invasion mechanic. Um, invasions don't start until, I believe they don't start until you're able to infuse your weapons. At least I don't think they do. Um, and the, the way invasion works is you can either be single player mode, which means you're not connected to online. You can either be friends only, so you're online, but only friends can invade you, or you can set it so that anybody can invade you. Mm-hmm. All right. Invasions only happen if you are in a district that a visionary is in. So okay. say I'm in Updom in the morning. Well, no, 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 not morning. Let's say I'm in Updom in the afternoon, okay? There's not going to be any invasions happening because there aren't any visionaries there at that time of day. Okay. If I go to Updom at night, though, or in the morning or at noon, I could get invaded because in the morning and at noon, there's a visionary there. And at night, there's a visionary there. Or there could be two visionaries there at noon if you do something else, right? Yeah. So if, if I'm there at a time of day when there is a visionary, when there's a target for me to kill, Juliana will appear. If okay. not, she doesn't appear. Follow. Yes. Okay. When Juliana appears, she she um shuts down your tunnels. The tunnels are the way you like travel between districts and everything. That's okay. your ex- entrance and exits of the, each region. She shuts down the tunnels when she appears. The only way to open them back up is to hack this antenna that she has. That like it's in a set spot. So you hack the antenna and then you can open the tunnels and leave. Okay. Here's the thing. Um, I immediately turned this off after my first invasion. <laughs> I turned it to single player mode. Here's the reason why. Because invasions it is a cool concept. It's a cool idea. I do not feel like being bothered with this. The first time I was invaded, I, I literally entered the region, right? I entered the region. Mm-hmm. I stepped out into the, I stepped out into the world. Juliana is, Juliana is invaded. Okay. I took two steps. I saw the other player. I took two steps. I saw the other player running yeah. towards me from the distance. I was like, bro, I'm right here in the entrance. <laughs> I just stepped out. What do you mean? What do you mean they're here? And why are they right there at the entrance? So yeah. literally, I did it. I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to try and run past them because I can't. I see them. They see me. They see me see them. I see them see me. Yeah. They were like, I can't go anywhere now. So I was like, all right, let me try and like hide over here or something. And they killed me three times. You, you get three deaths. Three deaths and you're done. That's okay. the end of your run. They killed me three times. And I swear they should have died. They should have died when I was trying to kill them the second time because I was shooting at them and they didn't die. Mm. But I was just like, nope, nope, I'm not dealing with this. I'm not dealing with, I start a run and like I start a region and someone's right there at the start already. I'm not doing that. That's nope. Immediately turn to single player mode. Single player mode, obviously it's the AI, so they're a bit dumber. Um, The same rules still apply though. Um, Here's the thing though. The AI will spawn them behind you, just like just like immediately. <laughs> so I was doing I was doing one mission, right? And I killed the visionary already. It was actually um Charlie. I killed Charlie and I'm over at like his castle, whatever. Mm. And 
um, looking for something, like looking around at stuff. And then it said, Juliana has invaded. I'm like, oh, okay. And then I heard her, hey, Cole, bam, shot me. I was like, wait, what, 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 what do you mean, huh? Why are you right <laughs> behind me already? So I like ran and jumped. And then like I turned around, I'm trying to shoot her and everything. She killed me. And then I respawned behind her, jumped up, pow, 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 you're dead. Why are you spawned? Like, it's cool. She's invaded. Don't yeah. spawn her directly behind me, though. Don't do that. That's annoying. Um, that those are like exceptions, though. More often than not, whenever like it says she's here, like it takes time for her to actually find me and everything. Yeah. When it says she's here, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna sit down right here. I'm gonna wait till I see her, and when I see her, I will rock her. <laughs> pow, pow, pow. All right, cool. I can keep on moving because once she's dead, I don't think she's able to invade you again. I think she's only able to invade you like a few times. Like there's a limit on how many times you can be invaded in Deathloop by Juliana. Hmm. Um, they said I think it's like three times or something like that. Is is that like per region or just per game or per, per run? Per run. Per okay. run. Um, but what's cool about killing her though is that you get powers, you get visionary powers from her. So okay. it could either be the power of a visionary that like is in the region that you're in, or like a different re- visionary's power. That's how I got the invisibility one because I haven't killed that person yet, but I got it from her. Hmm. So it like there's there's a like reward to kill her. It's a good reward. But yeah. sometimes like if you're on a mission, if you're playing online, if you're trying to get something done, it might be better to be like, all right, yo, either either I'm about to bum rush this thing to try and get it done, or I'm gonna play the cat and mouse game and kill her, or try to kill her, or I'm just gonna get the antenna and get out because. <laughs> yeah. If you're at your night run, right? If you're at the night point of your run and you have a bunch of good stuff, like it might be better to just cut your losses and be like, hey, let me get out now. Let me get out now so I don't yeah. lose all my things. Let me try and hack the antenna and get out. If it's at the start of your run, though, like morning, and you really don't have any stuff on you. It might be like, all right, you know, let me try and kill her and get out of here. Or let me try and kill her or keep it pushing, you know? But yeah. if you actually have a lot of good stuff, you, you're probably better off being like, yo, do I take my chances <laughs> trying to finish this or do I take her out and go? Or do I decide yeah. to try and fight her? Do I try and avoid her and just get out of here? So I could see some of the appeal of it. Me personally, nope. I'm trying to get this story done. I'm not dealing with this. I'm not dealing with it at all. My Now, I've said a bunch of good stuff about the game, bar the Juliana stuff. I I do think, though, that at a certain point, the game becomes, how can I say this? Very easy. Mm. And and some might see that as a bad thing, but some might see that as like a good thing. Here's my, here's my explanation. Very quickly, I got like two or three weapons that I was like, all right, cool. These are my weapons that I'm going to have with me. I don't care yeah. about having any others because it's not a large weapon pool. Weapons have very, like, um, like tiers, like there's the yeah, the gray, the blue, the purple. I think purple's the highest there is. Um, and there are trinkets that you could use on your weapons to like make them better and on your character as well, like character trinkets that like double jump, um, something else, you more health, regenerate health faster, stuff like that. Yeah. But there's not a large variety of them. So like within like two, maybe three runs, you've seen them all. Okay. So once you've seen them all. And once you've infused like the ones that you actually care about, because not only is there not a lot of them, there's only actually a, a couple that are actually like worth it, in my opinion. So 
once you've gotten those and once you've infused them, which again, you can do very quickly, very early on. Yeah. The game, the game immediately becomes way easier. And then once you get your powers, which in my opinion, shift and nexus are the only two powers you actually need. The only, I, I have those two. Those are the only two I use because shift, I just boom, 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 zoom around. Nexus, link, pow. People are dead instantly. You can yeah. use Nexus to be stealthy or you can use Nexus to be aggressive. Run in a room, Nexus some people, pow, you just take out a bunch immediately like that. Once you get your powers, the game becomes even easier, especially once you infuse them. And you should infuse your powers immediately as soon as you get them. That way you can carry them over. So because of that, combat is like immediately less of a challenge. Hmm. Like it's just stupidly easy. And again, some might see that as like a good thing because you feel all powerful and stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just like, I wish the progression to feeling like that took a bit longer. And was not like so quick? Because I mean, the, the early hours, the very hand-holding linear part of the game is not like that. That's mm-hmm. more, that's more difficult because you don't have all your powers. You don't have the infusion and everything. You're still learning as you go. But once you get the infusion and the gloves are off, and it's just like, do your thing. That's when it's just like, all right, this game, the game gets stupid easy real quickly. And the story is, the story is interesting. Story is cool. Finding things is interesting and everything like that. The story is fine. Um, tracking the leads down is interesting and all, but the game just gets so easy so fast that it's like borderline. Yeah. I don't want to say trivial because like there is still some challenge, but like, Enemy encounters become really trivial. But I'm still enjoying it. I'm still yeah. very much enjoying it. I do not think, I don't know if I say the game is a 10 out of 10. Like I watched, I purposely didn't watch any reviews until like I played more of the game, right? I only yeah. read the IGN review when it first came out. Um, but I watched the Easy Allies review this week and they gave it an eight. And that was one of their complaints that the games actually just gets like so easy so fast. Yeah. And AI is like really stupid. They did put out a patch to like improve AI. Um, I can't comment on it because again, I only played like an hour and a half before that patch went out. So I can't even comment on how the AI was yeah. before. But um, I mean, the AI is fine. Still kind of stupid though sometimes. <laughs> like I could do something nearby someone and the person that's kind of close by won't notice sometimes. Um, but like, yeah, it is. The story is definitely intriguing. And I'm liking the investigative aspect of things. Um, I could tell you this much. If I wasn't going out today, I could guarantee you I'd finish this game this weekend. Mm. If I was not going out today. But because I am going out today, I'm not going to be able to play for like five hours straight. <laughs> um, but yeah, it it's still a fun game. It's still a fun game. The loop is interesting. The mystery is there. Um, and I like the gameplay mechanics and all. But um. Yeah, I don't know if I'd say it's a 10 out of 10. As of right now, I'd say it's like an 8. Fun game, though. When it comes to Game Pass next year, if people don't want to buy it, it's definitely going to be a great game to like play on Game Pass. Yeah. And I'm not saying it as like the derogatory. It's a Game Pass game type thing. No, like it, it'll be genuinely like a great game to play. Yeah. yeah. Um, so do we still need to be like done like 48 minutes ago? No, we did not. Okay, just checking. Huh. So, yeah, because I remember you sent a message on Discord saying we need to be done by 1 p.m. my time. I'm like, 
isn't it 1 p.m. now? I didn't, I didn't send that message. I think I had just said we might need to be done early, but um, that I didn't say that. Okay. So uh, I'm, I, 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 I suppose you could technically say I've played five things, but I, I kind of classed four of them under one category, which mm-hmm. I'll get to in a minute. And I imagine the one you're wondering why I even played it was Halo Five Guardians. Yeah, why did you play? Just a refresh or something? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm planning on going through all the Halo stories again. It's just Halo Five Guardians was like the quickest one to install, so I was like, mm. oh, I'll just I'll like. It took me five hours to get through. It, it really didn't take me long at all. So yeah. I was like, you know, I'll, I'll just I'll just install this and bang it mission after mission after mission and finish it in five hours. Um, the game still visually looks great, even, uh-huh. even more so than I, I think it did before because I'm now playing on a 1440p monitor. Like you say, I, I really enjoy the gameplay mechanics of five with the like ground pound and the like thruster dashes and stuff. And yeah. stuff. Like I, I really enjoy that. I think that's really well implemented. It's not super like overpowered. I think it's really useful. Story still not great. <laughs> Story is still like definitely my least favorite Halo story for sure. Um, mm. But, you know, I just refreshing myself on the story didn't take me super long. I somewhat enjoyed it. Right. Um, something that I think I have more to talk about on is I gave X... So I, I've played X... I've played with xCloud before. I played it when it, yeah. first, when it first launched on Game Pass with my phone. And like, it was fine-ish. Like it, yeah. it, it was quite laggy. Like it was, there was a semblance of playability, but most of it was like, I, I the game I always try it with first is Forza Horizon Four, mm-hmm. and you know playing it on my phone it wasn't super great. Mm-hmm. Now and and I I will also say before I kind of get start talking with this is the reason that I tried this is because one I I upgraded my Insider kind of level to like i get the alpha previews now i get like them the earliest that i can yeah so i now have access to cloud gaming on console um and the second reason is i ran the ethernet cable where before like i still absolutely could have tried it but my speeds before were like 200 and something down and 90 up and now they're like between seven and 900 down and and 90 up so Mm -hmm. i I have much better internet and it's much more stable connection because it's wired so yeah. that's, I was like, hey, you know, this might be a really great time to go and try playing with xCloud on PC and Series X. Um, out of all of them, Slime Rancher definitely ran the best because uh-huh. it's not that graphically, you know, intensive. It's a cartoonish, like, indie game. So it's not, you know, a super AAA realistic graphics sort of thing like I would say probably the others on this list. Uh-huh. Um, Forza Horizon 4 ran the worst. <laughs> it it was absolutely still playable. It was absolutely yeah. like you know there was a, a a minuscule amount of noticeable lag. It's not okay. like it was you know perfect as if, as if I was playing it natively on my console. There was a minuscule amount of noticeable lag, but not something that was like causing me to crash every two seconds or not able to finish a race or something. It right. was more like. You know, when I'm driving in the open world, if I'm trying to, if there's a car on my side of the road and the car coming towards me, I couldn't weave in between the two like I usually could on console. It would like, I would like clip this car or sometimes I would crash into this car. But 
the graphics on it are also not you know the best it's not like you're playing in 4k it's pixely a little bit it's like uh-huh. it, it almost looks like someone applied a very subtle layer of film grain over uh-huh. the over the gameplay like, i see it it definitely still looks good De- again definitely still playable just not anything to brag home or to write home about to right to put it politely um I think out of all of the like AAA games that are here, Doom Eternal ran the best. Um, mm-hmm. Nice, that's great. Yeah, if it's Doom Eternal, you would want it to run great. Yeah, exactly. Um, there was still that like that very minuscule amount of input lag, um, mm-hmm. but again, I, I would say less than Forza Horizon Four actually. To the point where like sometimes I was noticing it, sometimes I wasn't, but like it it was ever present, um, mm-hmm. and. Visually, it looked a lot better than Forza Horizon 4 did. Um, it, it, That's good. It didn't have as strong as uh, of a film grain layer as the, as Forza did. Um, Got it. So, like, there was there was like a, a comment made by um, someone at Nvidia earlier this week, I think, where they said that um, XCloud is still pretty laggy. Um, uh-huh. I personally wouldn't necessarily agree with that, just because I haven't experienced like you know. A lag, the lag to the point where it's largely affecting my gameplay. It's uh-huh. it's present, it's noticeable, sure, but it's not something that I w- I'm like, you know, you can't use XCloud because of the because of the lag. I will also add on, I have very good internet, so I'm <laughs> you know probably in the one percent of people that this applies to, you know, because right. because Microsoft recommends I think it's ten megabits per second upload it's either upload or download um, okay in order to use xcloud that's like what they recommend but even on 5g on my phone or, or sorry 5 gigahertz wi-fi on my phone when i was getting like like 90 down and 80 up or something like that um it, it, it was still you know v- just playable so hmm. i i would definitely say they, they definitely need to readjust their recommended speeds for xcloud because the the 10 megabits per second they have is not i i, I would not play it on 10 megabits per second um, gotcha and then halo the master so yeah i played halo for for slime rancher master chief collection doom eternal master chief collection i played one match of swat on halo reach and it played fine-ish like again Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sounding like a broken record, but like there was a small amount of input lag and there was, you know, film grain over the top, but it was still very playable, still very usable, and still a service that I'm probably going to continue to use. Because that's what I was going to ask you. Do you think you're going to keep using it? Yeah, I, I, I do. Um, probably not for, you know, like Halo Infinite when it comes out or Forza Horizon 5 right. or whatever. <clears throat> but, you know, to play, you know, if I suddenly just want to go and play, you know, Skyrim for an hour. Sure, I'll I'll use I'll use XCloud for that. Or if you know I want it, so I, I just I'll get it later. Not from one of the cables from my mic. Um, <laughs> like probably not. Yeah, I'm not going to use it on like big AAA releases or games I'm playing for the first time. But you know, like I say, if I wanted to go back and play Skyrim for an hour, or I wanted to go something into- like like you don't want to download or like pop your disc. Exactly. For. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, it's a service I'll continue to use. I'm sure it's a service that'll get better over time, and. Again, I, I want to very much stress that I, I have very good internet. So if, 
you know, if you're someone who's listening to this and is like, hey, I'm going to get an internet cloud because it doesn't sound that great. Maybe check your internet connection first because you do need a fairly good internet connection to have it run playably. Hmm. Yeah, I want to, um, I mean, my internet is, it, it varies in my room. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's like not that great. Depends on, um, I mean, the way my house is set up too, that plays a factor in things, but also describes like, yeah how many people are here at any given time when I'm like mm-hmm. trying to do stuff and all. So I want to give it a try to see how it is, but I'm also not expecting like the best because I know how my internet can yeah. be. Um, so I'm expecting it to be, I'm not expecting a great experience with it. I'm expecting a hopefully good experience, but whenever I'm, um, whenever I get that chance to give it a try and all, I do want to give it a try just to see how it is, experience it and all. Cause cloud gaming, again, it's really cool. I just don't, think i'd ever want to play something like that on my phone at all yeah. like whenever i think of gaming i think of gaming in front of my tv on my console and stuff yeah. and if i was to do cloud gaming like maybe i would want to do i would if i was to do cloud gaming away from my like my console i'd want to do it on a bigger screen like a tablet or a laptop or something like that not my phone mm-hmm. so that's also part of why i haven't been on the cloud gaming train so it coming to console Perfect time to try. Yep. Do it on my CV, you know? Nice big screen right there. Get a feel for things and everything like that. Your your TV? Yes, on my TV. Yeah, you you said CV. Oh, I thought oh, I thought <laughs> I said do it on my TV. See how it is right there. I was like, what's, what's, because I, like, CV, CV in the UK is like equivalent to like a resume. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I know what a, I know of a CV. That's why I was yeah. like, my TV? What do you mean CV? I don't say a CV. <laughs> No, yeah, no, I, I 100% get what you mean. And I, I I think the main benefit of this service right now isn't necessarily being able to play on the go wherever you are because you're going to need, like I say, a strong internet connection for it to work properly. But uh-huh. I, I think the main benefit, or I suppose at least on, on Series X and PC, I'd say, is being able to play games instantly without having to download them. So right. like, if you randomly wanted to go and play the story of Halo 5 Guardians, it's on cloud go play it. Just make yeah. sure you have a semi-decent internet connection before you do. Exactly. Which is awesome. Um, I just want to, I forgot this one thing I forgot to mention about Deathloop. If you mm-hmm. don't mind me just going no, no. back to it. Go for it. Um, the maps, the map design, level design, and Deathloop, really good. Really, really good. Like, there's, there are different, like, there are secrets in the levels and all yeah. that, like, you can come back to. Like, there's one in the up-down region where it's like you go up to this um this door and some microphone for you to like speak into, but like you can't do anything with it. So I was like, huh, you got to find out what the mystery is for that. And just the way the levels are designed, how there's all like the the, ele- the level of verticality and elevation that there is for you to like use um, for getting around and traversing the areas, um, the different windows you can just go into. Like you might see a windows open like, huh, let me jump into that window or like, mm. You jump out to the roof of a building and like the roof has a hole in it. Oh, let me jump down this hole and it gives yeah. you another way to, you know, might not be anything in there like significant, but it gives you another way to approach the, the space and all like that. Um, the level design is really good. And once like the levels, they aren't like Dishonored. Where have you played Dishonored? Briefly. Okay. Well, in Dishonored, like the levels are big they're, they're large just sprawling levels and there's so much to see and so yeah. much to miss that the levels if you're one 
who likes to see everything in a level, it can be a bit overwhelming. Mm. And you could also feel like you could, you're getting a bit lost. Whereas Deathloop, the levels, some, some of the regions are bigger than others, but none of them are, they're not huge. Like they're not really big like Dishonored was. Um, and it wasn't more, it wasn't even just that Dishonored was big. It was that it was big and dense. Whereas here, it's not as big. They're, like I said, some of them are bigger than others, but they're all a nice size. And there's a lot to see in them, but they're also not too dense at the same time. Yeah. Like the information that's there in them is the, it's just the information for you that you need for finding information, for getting, tracking down your leads and all. Again, like finding more clues to figure out what to do. What's the next step for this? What's the next step for that? There's not so much just like extra lore, backstory stuff, world building things like to read and look into and stuff that to make you feel like, oh, I'm missing this. I'm missing out on that, 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 yeah. that. It's it's designed, the levels are designed really well. And the size of them and the shape of them and the possibilities that they introduce, it's so well done that, again, once you get your powers, and once you've been through a region a couple times, you you know where things are and you can get to them pretty quickly and you can be in and out of a place very fast. Like if you're just trying to go, for example, one of the visionaries, you could only take her out in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. So if you just want to, once you take her out the first time, you know how to do it. If you just want to go to her every morning just to get upgrades for your power, I imagine a skilled player could be in and out in five minutes or less. Okay. Like just shift on over to her, kill her, kill the people around her, shift back out. I could, I imagine skilled people could do it in five minutes or less. That, and that's like one of the smaller areas, but like even the bigger areas, like there's, once you know where you're trying to go and what you need to do and what you want to do and how to get around, you can get through areas really quickly, which again, I feel like, that feeds into the game feeling really easy, but in a different sense of I've mastered this area as opposed to this is boring. Yeah. You get what I mean? Not That's not to say that sometimes it can't be a bit tedious. Like, all right, I know what to do here. But at the same time, it's not exactly the same as, hey, oh, this is, it's just pow, pow, pow. It's so easy to kill these guys. Like, yeah. it's not even a challenge. Like, it's more so... I've mastered this area. I know this area like like the back of my hand. I'm gonna get in and out. Yeah, yeah. No, I get you. So that's all I want to say about Deathloop. I forgot to mention that when I was talking about it before. Awesome. Um, this is a sneak peek for next week. I already know what I'm gonna be playing. I will be finishing Far Cry Six this week. I, nice. I, I I haven't actually played any more of it this week because I've like I've had quite little time. So. Uh-huh. You know, I'll be getting back to it next week. I also just kind of wanted to get away from it for like a few days and then go back to it because I, I felt myself starting to slip into that. Like, Give I'm like, burnout. Yeah, I'm like, I'm uh. ha- like, I'm half paying it. Like, because I've been playing it for so long, I'm I'm half paying attention to it. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna give myself a little break from Far Cry. Um, gotcha. I also installed Moonglow Bay, uh, which came out nice. recently. So I am I'm gonna be trying that because I'm actually I'm really excited to play that game. It looks nice. really good. Yeah, I installed. Yeah, I installed Echo Generation, um, mm-hmm. which I want to get to. I also have Artful Escape on my Series X, which I installed when I first got it. So haven't gotten around to it, but I also want to play that game Backbone that just came to Series X. Um, well, that's issue. That's the Game Pass. 
um, noir animal detective game. Um, oh yeah. So yeah, I got that. I want to, I want to download that and get to that at some point in time as well. Too many games I want to get to, <laughs> yeah. um, before Forza comes out. Cause I'm, I'm still on the fence. I may or may not review Forza. I am not hundred percent positive yet. I feel like I'll probably decide as I'm playing the game yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Um, but yeah, it's a bunch of those bunch of games coming out in like a really short time span. So like I'm, I definitely want to finish. I'm going to finish Dustin before Forza comes out for sure. Final Fantasy, probably not going to finish it because I've like the time too long to beat. Says that game is about like fifty or so hours. Ain't no way I'm about to finish fifty hour game in like a week and a half <laughs> yeah. or so. Um, so thirteen might get put on the back burner, but. I want to finish Deathloop. I also want to play Scarlet Nexus, which is installed on my Series X. Forza is going to come out. Um, I want to. I might get Metroid Dread, so I might play that game as well. There, there's a number of different games that are out or coming out. Death's Door, end of November. But there's a number of different games out or coming out that I want to play and need yeah. to get to. So I'll see. That's also part of why I'm not sure if I'm going to review Forza, just because. Yeah time and everything but i feel like i want to review one more game before the year ends i i just don't know if i'm gonna have the time i will see no no promises on another review from me for the end of this year we'll see yeah i am i also installed scarlet nexus so i will hopefully start that soon we are going to conclude the episode episode 31 of the play to win podcast there as my brain stops working thank you all very much for watching um as I scroll down to the end of the dock. Once again, you can follow, you can check out our website, Jesus, on play at playtowingames.wordpress.com. We post all of our updates there, all, all of the content that we post, you can find on there. So go and check that out. If you want to be notified when new content goes live or any updates on the show or anything like that, check out playtowingames.nope. Play to win game. Oh my God. On Twitter He's and it Instagram. Up. <laughs> On Twitter and Instagram. You can follow us over there. You'll get updates on the show, like I say, all that good stuff. If you want instant access or instant watch to... Instant notifications on any of the things that we post. Yeah, exactly. Instant notification to all of our videos to make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube and take the notification bell. Before I mess up anymore, Tyler, where can people find you? You can find me over on Twitter at TylerMiller2496, where the only mistakes I might make are slight typos, but I won't mess up exactly what I'm trying to say. You'll still get the point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, won't, won't mess up exactly what's written in front of you. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at BadlyNet, B-A-D-L-Y-N-E-T, all one word, where I will post screenshots or thoughts or random stuff on there. You can go follow me if you want to. Thank you all mm-hmm. very much for watching. Sorry for my mess ups at the end and we will see you all next week. Have a great one guys.